0: Cool. We're live. Um, yeah, I bought um just a couple tweaks and adjustments because uh, you ever listen to Coach Red Pill? Know who
1: he is? I know who he is. Yes.
0: He has amazing audio and visual quality uh, on his podcast. You could tell he definitely takes the time. And even on his Patreon, he says uh, the money that I raise here goes to even better audio quality. And evidently, I'm like, you know, because I looked into getting a higher quality audio camera or video camera rather. And I'm like, dude, your, your video quality is already high enough. How much fancier are you going to make it? Because SUNY's going to run into the limit of what YouTube's even able to present. Um, but when you compare his quality of audiovisual to my YouTube channel, mine is just complete ass. Not that I'm trying to achieve his level of audio, because it, it, would, it would cost literally thousands of dollars for both. A computer that can render the graphics, a uh, high-end definition camera, and then I'd have to boost... Uh, my internet speed to like the Supremo T1 line package or whatever the, the high speed is now because it would take hours just to to load up um these high quality level video and cameras. So instead of getting fallen behind to the point that it's an eyesore to um, watch and view my videos, I invested in a mic boom because the mic boom will put the mic right up to my face. I was fucking around with like, Socks of uh, uh, microphone socks and fleeces <laughs> and I'm trying to get rid of the 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 um, the uh, echo and all this other shit and uh, bar going into a recording studio, which I actually did build, but it's eight fucking degrees in Minnesota right now, and I'm not joking. I can't do that. So I have to do these tricks of the trade. So one, you know't get the microphone closer to you, but turn down the gain, get a, a professional sock on your microphone. I do have a slightly higher definition camera. I got a simple desk lamp just to give me uh some better light because when I film with the high def uh camera, I look like I had jaundice, like I was this orange creature. I look like I looked like Donald Trump is what I looked like <laughs> when I was when I was filming. Uh and then it plugs in directly to my Yeti mic. So I mean, for about for less than $100 a hundred dollars that you know you could spend. Oh my God, they'll rape you. On oh you need this LED fancy schmancy thing that attaches to your your camcorder and I'm like I bet you I don't I bet you I I don't need that so we found a five dollar desk lamp over at Walmart the microphone boom I got for sixteen bucks it came with a, a sock for the microphone and then um, the HD camcorder I I bought. And I did a couple experiments, and the the video quality is drastically improved. The audio was very echoey because I didn't turn down, but I, I think I got that mastered now. And so, just just for you know, like under, even under fifty bucks, I've I've drastically improved the the audio and visual. Only problem is uh, I did like a I think it was a twenty minute video, and it took an hour to upload because that's that's the bottleneck because you gotta you gotta spend the money to increase the bandwidth so it uploads and and but you know and that's that's where as much as I would love to deliver the coach red pill level of quality of audio I'm not going to make that invest cuz my time just just isn't worth
1: it. Yeah, it's not a payoff uh but I will say this your voice does sound really good. You do sound like you're in a studio. I'm not kidding.
0: Cool. No, I well the 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 Blue Yeti mic is a audio or a studio quality microphone and um I'm not kidding when I did radio uh there were you know they had audio a production specialist and they went to school for now. I think maybe that was a little much to go to school for a program like that, but they had the soundboard. They know where to put the microphone. Like, no, no, get the microphone up, get the microphone up. Um, they really, they, they know it's, it's a, they master their art. Uh, there is something certainly there, but if you're willing to spend a couple hours and watch a couple of YouTube videos, you could you could with today's technology, you can easily replicate the same. That's sweet. Yeah. Now, you know who is a real professional with an $18,000 setup and a, a microphone and a computer that has seven hard drives and seven processors?
1: Dr. Dave.
0: Dr. David Perlden. Wow. He, he is, he is, he's got the setup, man. That's why, I mean, my voice sounds like a raspy old woman who drank too much whiskey and smoked too
2: many <laughs> cigarettes compared to his,
0: his silky smooth uh, uh, Wisconsin tones.
2: I'm using my... Uh... Plug in Logitech mic right now. So, not using the high end stuff, but yeah, it's a nice, sweet system. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe you just have the, you know, whose voice sounds the greatest, though, out of all of ours is TJ Martinell, because he's, he's muted. That's why he sounds the best right <laughs> now. <laughs> Can't be tell funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was good, TJ. <laughs> oh. Well,
0: how are you
1: guys doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Can I tell a little anecdote why I feel good? Yeah,
0: absolutely. You may.
1: OK, well, I just got back in for your show because I promised to do it. And I didn't want to be late. So but I had to go downtown to pick up my uh, my CCW, my concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. And because the morons sent it to the wrong address and they're supposed to just mail it to you. Mm-hmm. So I took a, you know, a lift down there and then I took a, you know, a lift. Uh, you know, it's a Uber equivalent lift, and I got I did like the share ride. You know, a few people take that where you share the ride with other people because you know, it's cheaper. Sure. And uh, I got I got a ultra liberal in the liberal back, Lord. and I got to offend her
0: <laughs> just by your existence, or uh, by showing no her your CCW. Uh,
1: well, I got to, I made sure I mentioned this because she she came in and she had you know the parrot colored hair, the nose ring. She was fat. You <laughs> um, have
0: hepatitis.
1: Probably. probably. <laughs> uh, I know she had like herpes simplex 15. Sure. Um, so we were, the, the Uber driver was complaining about the way people were driving. And she said, there's something about Tuesday. She said, she goes, I don't know. Last Tuesday, she was, the Uber driver was this nice girl. She was telling the story about, uh, you know, people were all crazy. And she said, maybe it was because of the election. I don't know. You know? So I was like, here's my in. <laughs> you know?
3: <laughs> so, so hold um, it, hold it. Speaking of elections, course. I'm getting my sealed carry
0: permit. <laughs> you were looking for a fight. You were it itching for a fight today.
1: Well, I I have a general rule where every day you try to offend one liberal. Okay. That's you a,
3: know? once? That's not that hard.
1: Well, it depends it depends how interactive you are cuz no, I John, try- John,
3: just by breathing, just by being alive, you are offending a significant portion of the population right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, my carbon footprint, right? Well, uh,
3: it's it's just just being You, just being
0: who you are. Well, he offends me in that regard. He offends everybody. Everybody (laughs) finds John offensive.
1: That's that's probably true. Um, And you're the guys I'm not even trying to offend. You can imagine how the other people feel. Um, But, yeah, anyway, so I got to, you know, I got to spiel a few things about politics. And um, so anyway, so my in was I started talking about that viral video of the YouTube driver Uh, Not yet. I mean, the uh, Uber driver that threw a girl out of his car because she wanted him to take down the little Hawaiian bobblehead on his dashboard. I don't know if you saw that video. It went viral.
2: Okay, no, I didn't didn't hear about this.
1: And it was a while ago and she was drunk. You know, it was like a Friday or Saturday night. And and she was sharing a ride, too, with another pastor who didn't even know her. That was like, telling, shut up. She says, could you take down that, take off that little bobblehead? You know, the little thing you would buy at a. uh, a Of course. Yeah.
0: Hawaiian girl with a ukulele.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was complaining about this because it was cultural appropriation or something, you know.
0: Was she whiter as white than ever whited?
1: Yeah, she was, of course. She was some f- white, you know, late 20-something feminist, uh, you know, probably identifying as bisexual, um, you know, whatever. But I think she was like And, and she's
3: one 1,000th Hawaiian.
1: <laughs> right, probably, like a roommate's best friend's cousin's <laughs> sister's uncle's brother or something is Hawaiian. So she found it offensive. But anyway, so I told that story and they're like, oh, yeah, that's 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 right. But then, like, of course, the liberal in the back goes, well, yeah, she was wrong to do that. But I I give her credit for for pointing that out. I'm like, oh, here we go.
3: (laughs) John, you could have just said, well, I'm Irish and I don't want to see any you other, you know, people wearing our hats and drinking our beer and doing all this stuff on St. Patty's Day.
1: Yeah, and I'm sick and tired of lucky charms people even <laughs> <laughs> That is offensive. We don't we don't look like leprechauns. That's rude. It's We're not me-
3: all gingers.
1: We're not all gingers. It it's 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 wrong and I find it offensive. Um so anyway, you know, so I I was like, "Okay, here's my." Now, I forget my exact words, of course, you know, because this was like, "Ooh, here it is," you know. And uh so I started talking about uh, you know, politics. I was like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's really uh it was really great in 2016 when Trump won, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it, uh, what what did I say to her that really got it? Nice, uh, you know, it was about the, the voting, and then then she went off on the Armenian genocide, and uh, wait and hold
0: I, it hold it. How did we jump from Trump
1: <laughs> to no, the Armenian
0: what? genocide? It's like
1: what? Um, I, I, I'm not sure how the liberal mind works, but it had something to do with, uh, well, oh, I think it was it had something to do with this most recent election. I said something to the point, well, it doesn't really, it doesn't really make a difference anyway, you know, uh, voting and, and, um, oh, oh, I know what it was. It was just the anniversary of the Armenian genocide. Or something oh, came okay. up. and I had mentioned something about Trump being in, uh, in, uh, mentioned Trump being in the end of world war one. And, uh, and, you know, he was just over there in Europe and Poland and, and, uh, France. And, uh, uh, what was going to say so the the um uh, so she said something about you know Armenia and, and you know while she was getting she kind of waited till the end to get out, she kind of hemmed and hawned until she was getting let let out and and she said something about the Armenian genocide and i said you couldn 't find Armenia on a map, and by the way go, you probably watched the young Turks anyway <laughs>
2: so.
1: <laughs> you know Chenkyugie or whatever you know denies the Armenian genocide even happened and he's as liberal as they get anyway it was fun and i also got the, so it was like a double win I got my gun permit and i got to an offend a parrot-haired colored fat liberal lesbian feminist so well, look,
0: every day's a good day if you know. look for good things
1: yeah you know these are the, these are the reasons i get up in the morning you know <laughs>
0: Oh, well, doc, why don't you lead with it? Because you were, you even caught, con- you called me, you wanted me, or I had a call. You wanted me to call you. And, and I purposely said not to tell me anything about this because I wanted it to be raw right. and unscripted. I have no clue what's going on. All I know is there's a, some crazy shit going on in Wisconsin. Why don't you tell us what, what this whole thing is?
2: Sure. Okay. I'm going to um read from channel 3000 out of Madison, Wisconsin. So, This was the lead story on several um, national newscasts last night and I've kind of distanced myself from it uh, for the last maybe six, seven hours because this is continuing to be a viral thing. So here's what happened. Last spring, uh, high school juniors stood in front of the courthouse and were photographed doing the Sig Heil with the arm out. And this was done by the photographer for prom. Okay. Who used to be a social studies teacher for the district. (laughs) And this, this picture surfaced um, uh, yesterday or the day before, and it went viral. So, I I mean, it's, it's been getting, um, you know, retweeted by the, the, you know, Holocaust museum and, and just international outrage. So, it's under the uh, hashtag um, Baraboo Proud. I don't know if it's there anymore. The uh, address, the Twitter address was at Go Baraboo. And apparently this was a legacy address that was held by classes that then they would pass on to the next class and pass on to the next class. And they would kind of post funny things, but like obviously nothing, nothing to this extent. So last night, it was to the point where and I have some connections in the city, so I'm I'm talking to people. Teachers are being doxxed. Uh, they're having their pictures. They're like history teachers, social well, studies.
0: Well, well, let me let me ask this: Why do history teachers? Why are history teachers getting doxxed because a bunch of dipshit kids did a stupid thing sure. uh, last spring? I mean, what's the connection there?
2: Well, we'll tell you. Why don't I do this? Why don't I read a little bit from it to give context for everybody? Okay, and, and then and then I'll fill in I'll fill in the spots. And what I what I want us to think about today, and I, I thought about this on my drive in. What if this was like my son that had been involved in this picture? Uh, what advice would I give? What are the ramifications? Because there are universities right now who have come forward and said, "Forget it. If you are a part of this, you're not getting in." Um, some of these students have been told, don't report to your jobs. You're creating a hostile work (laughs) environment. So, you know, we kind of, we kind of back up the Kavanaugh thing, but I mean, for some of these kids and this happened last spring and I'm going to give context too. And also the way that the district responded, I thought was a huge blunder. It's an example of when you allow your law firm to be your PR firm in a case like this national viral thing. So, Mm so let me, so let me, let me read it. Um, okay so so we have this image in front of the courthouse now what's also ironic is this is like right where everybody's standing is where my wife and and my kids and i sit and eat like pulled pork sandwiches when they have fare on the square and Baraboo. was like <laughs> sit like right here so we're very familiar with this but um okay so the account that posted it called welcome to Baraboo" is an anonymous student run account created in 2013 that is passed down to a senior in each graduating class It was supposed to be just like spread humor and definitely not hate. Most of it was just satirical stuff about Baraboo said Sean McCutcheon, who graduated from Baraboo High School and ran the Twitter account in 2015. I think they knew it was offensive. So talking about this, this picture, but just didn't realize how much it would actually hurt people said McCutcheon. I was surprised because at the setting there's parents everywhere said Alyssa Ament, a 2018 graduate at Baraboo High School. I wasn't surprised at the behavior itself, she said, but I was just surprised that it was so widely accepted in the moment and there was no punishment. So again, they're taking these, the, the, this is the professional photographer. So he's like, okay, everybody up there, now just girls, now just boys. So you have the photographer, parents, staff, <laughs> And the kids do this. So this isn't like one kid tells his friends, go up and do the SIG Heil and I'm going to get your picture. This is basically um, the photographer telling the kids what he says, quote unquote, to wave to the camera, captures the SIG Heil. He's like, yep, got it. And then puts it on the website for sale. So, So we can just see how bizarre this is. So the district releases some statement, which is too damn small for me to read, even when my eyes were good. But um, so anyway, so here's a here's from the district. The Baraboo School District sent the following letter to parents this afternoon in response to the photo. So they, they send a letter. You know, we don't tolerate this and, and so forth. A letter sent to parents Monday afternoon by Superintendent Lori Miller says that the district has been working with the police department on a modified administrative hold of the high school as a result of attention the district has been getting. So basically they put the high school in lockdown because they didn't want the media to get to the kids is reading between the <laughs> lines on this. The hold Mueller said means business as usual with keeping detailed notes of who is permitted in and who is permitted out of the building. <laughs> that's just stupid. Cause that's just the way you operate anyway. No, this was specifically done to keep the media away from the kids. So Mueller said the district was also concerned about student safety due to the media attention and is offering mental health support for bullying and harassment. Okay. The district sent a letter to parents earlier Monday, reminding parents and students that their school is a hate free environment, quotes, calling the gestures, quotes, extremely inappropriate and saying that the district is investigating the situation and is working with local authorities. If the gesture is what it appears to be, the district will pursue any and all available appropriate actions, including legal to address the issue, the letter said. So I'm just going to stop there. So the superintendent comes out and, and sends this letter home saying, we're working with the police. We're going to possibly pursue legal um, you know, action if we have to. And I'm thinking the legal action is probably against the photographer and against the school staff that were there and against the parents because they are in the presence in and in pseudo-supervising this school function where a SIG-HEIL... The students are told, put your hand out like you're waving to your parents, is what the photographer, and he he, he talks about it. His name, Peter, it's a different article, uh, Peter Gust, and this is a quote, the the photo is being taken out of context, and I simply instructed the boys to wave goodbye to their parents. Gust is a former social studies teacher and said, it's frustrating that people um, are so quick to grab the negative. And his wife is is defending um, this, too. So basically, this was up on his website, his professional website that you could purchase for so much. <laughs> and, and then somebody found it, put it on. So it had been there since spring. Um, but what's happening now? So you have the superintendent threatening um, the, uh, these ramifications. Legal yeah, legal action against the kids. And now, you, as of last night, what was happening um, very aggressively was the doxing of teachers, history teachers, social studies teacher, counselor, principals. Um, on social media, the address is being put up, maps to the houses. Um, again, I know some of this from my connections directly with the district. It is literally a 15-minute drive from my house. I know many people who work there. They were contacting me kind of throughout the day. Here's what's happening though. So the ACLU is jumping into this too and saying, Oh, of
0: course, because why not? It's
2: yeah, yeah. But I but they're they're kind of coming in of saying, listen, like these kids, the photographer said, put your arm out and, and do whatever wave. Now, granted, like looking at this, this is some kids are clearly doing the Sig Heil, clearly. But it's the photographer that was the precipitous of this. This wasn't, again, the kids organically doing this. And the photographer and whoever's there should have said, no, like, come on, that's absolutely not appropriate. Or, you know, takes the picture, gets a chance to look at it and says, yep, yeah, this one is deleted, gone. But that never happens. So you also have this situation where the ACLU is like, we had, you know, there's adults there. What's their culpability in this? What are you doing to also, work with these kids i mean some of the solutions that they were proposing were we'll send them to the holocaust museum we'll do all of these things we'll revamp all of these district policies and procedures and we'll bring in and it's like it is it is it is just a storm but if imagine if you're a parent that's where i kind of want to bring us in
0: what i'm trying to figure out there's there's many questions i have one what charges could they possibly bring against right what What if you could, what, are good, what it, you can be a Nazi? That's not illegal in this country. I mean, it may be detestable, but it's not illegal. And it, it's kind of eerie. It's like a Title IX kind of thing where the education system thinks that they are the law or, or, or yeah. some, kind of, I mean, what are you going to do? Your, your, your jurisdiction ends at the school property What are you gonna, in school suspension. I, I'm kind of curious, what are they going? What did they mention? What type of legal charges they're going to be no, filing?
2: No, okay. they, they didn't. And I mean, in their statements now in here, press releases from state senators, from the governor elect, I mean, all just crazy. Everybody's piling on. So no, so I'm looking at this, you know, from again, the legal perspective and having served in school administration and just finished teaching a law class to superintendents saying, yeah, you know, I'm thinking one, there's, there's many missteps in, in first of all, threatening legal action. Um, you know, this is only part of the story. This has not been investigated. And again, <laughs> many adults there, uh, many school staff present, who are these people? How did this photo even, you know, make it through any type of, of screening process? Um, yeah. And this whole thing of threatening legal, Because now, uh, again, I mean, you've got someone asked me today, you know, what if and they asked me point blank, what if one of these kids took their life? Because they're like, I'm not going to get into college now. Right. Reputation is ruined. And they were very serious about that. Um, And I said that, you know, things like that are very real probabilities when this comes out completely framed in regard of, yeah, these kids, bad group, shouldn't have done it. We're distancing ourselves from them. I, I just think it's a horrible that the district has taken. They've gotten really poor legal advice. I went in the back door and they brought up all of their people, non-discrimination stuff, because I know where to get it online. Mm. That's not rock solid. They've got a lot of lot of holes in their, right. their processes. Have
3: to, they would have to prove that, for example, what if one of the kid kids was actually just waving his hand like he was told? I mean
1: th- – th-
3: now that they bring legal action, now they've completely changed the context. Well, they've complicated it horrendously.
2: Yes. So and yeah. they know that well, now it's everything.
3: now it's going to become a free speech issue, but like sort of like with the Kavanaugh hearings, where you, you know the discussion about his views on the Constitution immediately went out the door the moment somebody leveled a thirty-five-year-old accusation against him, and everybody right. was saying, "We just need to believe her." Well, okay, it's no longer about his constitutional views; it's now about. Um, protecting the right of due process and habeas corpus and actually being punished in uh, legally for crime i mean they're trying to go after these kids for doing this and i'm like i'm trying to think what crime did they commit in order to have a a crime committed well you know whether it should be a crime or not but there's not even a crime and now they're going to make it into a free speech issue which is going to cause even more problems because you're going to have people who may not who will obviously think that what they do is stupid but they're, they're thinking we can't legally go after people for doing a, a hand Stupid gesture shit. that that it does not indicate any kind of violence um is is about to happen you know if somebody's shaking their fist right in your face that's d- different kind right. of hand gesture right.
2: it was I, this it wasn't you know a, a, you're right tj i mean this was done at the response of the photographer and then the group dissolved i mean this wasn't any type of rally you know where you had two sides this was literally prom pictures that were being taken um and and now you're right this has framed this this uh, particular group of students um as it, it, i mean they're they're identified they're they're visually here each one of them their names are out there um plus i mean not only this So the doxing, like I said, it's the social studies. And some of these people are young. I mean, they've been teaching a couple of years. Social studies teachers, it's it's your fault. History teacher, counselor, maps to their homes.
0: Wait, 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 hold it, hold it. Doc, just for me and the listening audience, uh, because we're slow. Um, Is this why the teachers were being doxed? Is because now the public views the social studies teachers and the teachers in general as responsible for not training or teaching or educating these kids that uh, the the Zieg Heil thing is bad?
2: Yes, that the, wow. the, the the curriculum and the culture of the school produces. This is the product of it, right here in this photograph. So it's yeah, going after the may, high school principal. May I
0: may I point out something? Uh, because I, I I I this is quickly becoming what I thought it would be. So I immediately want to not necessarily fast forward. I want you to continue on, Doc. But I do want to point to to some of the silver linings or or, or things in the background. I I want what few leftists and liberals and teachers are listening. I want you to look at your Frankenstein monsters and creations that are coming out to get you. The vast majority of these teachers, especially if they're history or social studies teachers, are your good little token liberals. Um, You guys went and worked in the schools. You did everything you were told to do. And and now – People a little bit more radically left than you are doxing you. And I want you to think of the irrationality of this because they're blaming you for what a bunch of dumb, truly the epitome of the word sophomoric 17-year-old boys did. Which gets by shock, by the way, uh, liberals who believe that everything can be controlled and programmed. 17-year-old boys will do stupid shit. All right. And now, because you've gotten everybody up, in a Salem witch hunt mentality with the social justice warriors, they're looking to virtue signal because it gives them more of an orgasm than masturbating. They are looking for an opportunity now to show their social justice warrior credentials and they are eating their own. They're throwing you guys in the fire. So I, I, this is great. I can't eat enough popcorn to watch this movie. If they're doxing teachers and are holding them responsible. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. I I think, I think Cappy, the one thing is this situation if the the problem with with these things is a, a a rational even level whatever you would call it somebody who's just um, sober-minded about this would say it's very important that this situation not escalate and that you engage in de-escalating um steps so that it like for example the reaction would be we're we're not gonna make we're not gonna like treat these kids like felons or like talking about legal action I mean this t- total overreaction to the situation rather than uh just kind of I, i'm not quite sure how i would deal with the situation if i was in charge or whatever but it can get to the point where we're gonna see people showing up to people's houses just because they got put online and like throwing acid at them throwing rocks at them doing what tucker i mean so what happened to tucker carlson is exactly what i uh knew was gonna happen a couple of years ago like we're, we're leading to that point so now you're gonna have mobs showing up at people's houses um, right and and what happens when they show up to the wrong house they're not going to bother like you, you don't like they, these people are not rational enough to re to even care if they show up to the wrong address no, no. you know so they'll show up and go uh, you know hit hurt somebody you know shoot their dog kill their cat um and then just leave and you look at political leadership uh like what you see in portland where antifa can shut down sections of the city and there will be cops sitting there and doing nothing about it i mean that's where that this situation can go where these mobs will go and harm people. And the only thing the police or law enforcement are going to do is step in when somebody tries to defend themselves on their own property.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously um, you know, this not condoning the action in the picture, but again, um, you could have taken the opportunity to say, you know, we, 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 understand the the you know holistic of these students they've been with our district um you know the contributions and this is an opportunity that we're going to take um to help them learn and and help us become more informed as a district moving forward and we want to make you know so I, i i don't know i had some kind of you know state i'm not working with anybody on this but um it's it so here's what i was doing i i was imagining if this was my son for example um, I don't have, you know, I've, I have two dogs. But let's say this was my son. I think the first thing I would do right now, or you know, in learning of this, is I would sit him down and say, just write down everything you remember from that day, like what was said to you and, and all of that. Just you know, just just write it down. Um, and then I, I personally, I'd hire a lawyer because I I don't think the district is is in the acting in the best interest of these students at this point, especially throwing the word legal action out there, I would hire a lawyer and I would look very seriously at protecting the reputation of my son. Um, right. Because I, I, I mean, it is, it is where literally, I mean, you're going to have kids now who've lost their jobs. You're going to have kids that are going to be, I mean, imagine graduation day. These are seniors now.
0: I wouldn't even attend. I mean, I, how, I are you, how
2: are you going to have these kids walk without some, some, Rally you know going wow. online equal, and, equal know,
0: social justice warriors wanting to masturbate to themselves because yeah
2: it's a circus town you know circus world this will be a circus <laughs> I mean this will be how do you do this the way in this district has always done things kind of uh, uh, has a bizarre approach, like they had certain things you couldn't say if somebody shot an air ball in basketball, you could be told to leave because if you're doing the air ball chant, you know, when I played, everybody did that. Cause I was a horrible shot, you know, but um,
3: I think but we're starting it, to understand the problem.
2: You, you get into the, you get into their gymnasium and they notify you that you're being video recorded and audio recorded. And if your behavior doesn't meet the conduct that they expect, you'll be exited and you can't be <laughs> banned. So well, no wonder no, we're talking. No. Yeah. So I, I I'd like to bring it to all of us right now of like, how do you again we're talking older brother how do you how do you help if you know I, I, this is a, a relative or you're going to thanksgiving and, and someone is like you know th- this happened to how how do you help that 17-year-old 8-year-old who now is everybody knows in the community district is kind of distanced from you it's it's it, you know they they don't want any any part of this they're trying to preserve the district the legal counts, the legal representation's been advice has been horrible to the district you've mis- your name has just been put out there everywhere so if you're applying for a university you know uh, into a university or a, a, a job down the road this is going to follow you i mean so how, i guess this is where i think older like brothers I can be a service what what do well, you think
0: let me let, let's we'll all um You've already recommended your course of action with uh, getting a lawyer and defending the reputation. Um, I'll I'll have TJ and then John give their recommendations, the advice they give to the younger people. But then I will give the correct answer okay. uh, <laughs> that, that that will solve all this. But I, humble, I humble, happy, you, you monkeys dance and, and you go ahead and flail about. It. I'm very curious, but I'll I'll lay down the law here at the end.
3: Um, Really would depend on if it happened afterwards, it, like the exact circumstances. like if my son happened to be involved in this and he was just waving his hand, then you really have to go on the offensive. you you anybody who says anything, you hit them with um, a, you know v- verbally speaking, you go after anyone who says anything. you uh, you you tell your son to stand up for himself and be adamant and actually you have a legitimate reason to be angry at people for not hearing his side of the story before rushing to conclusions on this kind of thing. Now, if he had done it, uh, the problem is, is uh, I, this is something that I would say and I don't know how young some of the people are listening, but it my advice to my son growing up from as old as young as he's starting out, do not do or say anything online unless you absolutely have to. Like I'm, you know, we're, we're kind of past the point where that's not the case anymore, but um just don't say or do anything because you never know what what you say Canon will be used against you at some point in the future and you never know what's going to be because what is considered acceptable to say and do uh, changes all the time. And and obviously not, this is pretty obvious. You don't do this first in your prom um, type thing, but I would uh, just say to him, look, there's certain things that people are just waiting for you for someone like you to do. And if you do this stuff, you, people will come after you and be violent and it doesn't, you can't, there's certain things you just cannot joke about in any way shape or form in any manner doesn't matter if it's right or wrong doesn't matter if it's fair doesn't matter if there's double standards it's just the way it is so don't provoke people um with this stuff
2: okay so so before we get to john let me let me jump in i was thinking about that also tj but you know this is also a little bit of like a milgram experiment where i mean because you have the adults present and you have the camera the photographer, who also was a teacher, telling you to do this, right. it almost seems to me like there is this, you know, like in the Milgram experiment, the continued shocks, people would say, well, because this person was a, an authority and they had the lab coat on, I, you know, it didn't seem right. right. They were telling me to do it, so I did it. I think that that would be an argument I would strongly have if I was, you know, with these, in this population of students, whoever their defense is of saying, listen, you know, like this, they, this, there was leadership present, adults present in leadership roles at this, who were watching this. And, you know, this was also being asked. So, yeah, you the know,
3: photographer you- has like, I, if I was a father, I would be having to restrain myself from going after that photographer because he, how do you, how dumb do you have to be to put that photo up online with credit to you and think that nothing is going to happen in response to that photo I, can, I i'm trying to understand the the logic involved with someone looking at that photo and saying this is and, and, and we're not talking like this wasn't 30 years ago when by the way people did all sorts kids did all sorts of stupid stuff in the 80s i was seeing some of those from back in the day. They got it. They did very crass and vulgar stuff. We did on.
0: no such thing. We were all angels. Oh, oh, and Me, oh, and, yeah. Doc, me say, and Doc say, just
3: went to church Cappy. and our catechism. Say- <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so I'm just thinking, the, the, for, I mean, cooler heads will not prevail and reason will not prevail. But if it did, people would understand that they were, they were playing a dumb, and incentive, they were playing a dumb prank. Right. But the photographer, but that's the thing is like, why would the photographer Look at them doing that. They, he, You would delete the photo and you would say, guys. Absolutely. All, all Absolutely. So what was the and, – and they're talking about legal action against the students. How about the photographer? I mean these guys, the incompetence level in this entire situation, the amount of incompetence is – it's almost right. a case study. And if you want to be a moron, well, this is it, what is, you do.
2: it is. A, I mean, I will make this into a legal case study, uh, for superintendents and and again, a photographer who was a social studies teacher. So you, you add that additional layer in there of, uh, you know, there is completely no excuse for not recognizing instantly that, that, this, this was a horrible,
0: right. Thing. But I'm going to forgive the photographer in this regard because stupid kids do stupid crap. And maybe he just uploaded it as a batch. You would think a sane world and a sane world would dismiss this as stupid boys being super right. boys. So I would not be holding the photographer uh, guilty of anything at all.
3: Right. That's where the facts, more facts need to be uh, like what actually happened would have to be determined um to really decide that but the the way that it's being responded to other than saying guys this was insensitive or it was stupid and you know like why would i think that's the other thing is this saying to the students that this is but you know david you were just talking about the schools you know police state well no wonder these kids are acting out yeah. they live in <laughs> um i have a book actually that was written by a, an american um teacher who attend who went through the nazi schools uh tour them in berlin and he wrote a book on it and yeah, it's when when we have all these security cameras, and we've got these prison like buildings, and this all this other stuff. It, it's you know why why wouldn't they want to become totalitarian? That's the message that you're sending to them.
2: And, and you know, I also if you took this, you know, took these students, these guys, and, and you you sat down and said, listen, like you know, this. They, they would tell you we're I mean, these kids would tell you, yeah, we know this, this was distasteful out of character. This isn't us. This isn't how we represent the community. It's like they, they, they would recognize that I fully believe that, you know, that outside of maybe if there were a couple of students that had this as an ideology, but this is not an ideology of 65 kids. This, again, as Aaron said, was an in the moment, you know, and, and again, it's at a time when the political environment is very, you know, riled up with, um, you know the the building the wall on the border and just a lot of things in the media. So there there was a lot of charged you know atmosphere while this was going on. Um, but I
0: well, particularly in that school, if if you're if you're kicked out or uh, you are du- on double secret probation by superintendent Lori Miller whoever her name was uh, because you call airball. Uh, I yes again the environment.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> that. That, was there, that was there. before she got. Can I, can I give my two cents on this?
0: Well, I, I waited. Now, hang on. TJ, was that your final answer? That was my final answer. Okay, I'll give that a a low B. Not a B minus, but a low B. Uh, Doc's response, I'm grading you a C minus. Uh, you, you're, you're better than that. You're better capable than that. Uh, uh, John, go ahead.
1: Well, first off, I'm going I'm to kind of take this seriously. I will make a joke at the end of it, but seriously, <laughs> I, I like to be utilitarian about these kind of things, as in what should you do? Let's say you are the parent of one of these kids or God forbid you are one of these kids. Uh, first off, do not apologize. You never apologize because uh, apology is implied guilt. Never do it. It will be held against you. And they will always play it back because it's always something you did wrong. You do not apologize. On the rare occasions you have to apologize, you only do it once, never again. And then they can go back to the videotape if they want to hear about it again. So in this case, don't apologize, don't address it. Secondly, legally speaking, they did nothing wrong. There was no law broken. Not only that, their right to do it is so important that it is enumerated in our Constitution. Freedom of expression. So I would just quote the First Amendment, if necessary, if you have. And actually, I wouldn't do it myself. I would do it through an attorney or a uh, representative of some way. So it's not my face doing it. But that would be the answer. That's the utilitarian argument you would use. Then I would I would go on what David had mentioned about an attorney to protect your rights, because there was no law broken. You did nothing wrong. And I don't want to hear about, oh, because it was morally repugnant. Shut the fuck up. There's stuff that's way more morally repugnant than that and doesn't bother anyone. What someone – how, how if someone waves their arms, get over yourself. Um, people are dying all the time and what you're worried about because someone made a, a Nazi salute. You know, as many people believe Hitler did nothing wrong. I'm not saying I'm one of them. I don't think I would have invaded in 41, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know that was probably his only mistake. You know, and, and what is a history is a as a bunch of uh, lies that are agreed upon anyway. So, but that's talking about just a purely utilitarian uh, point of view. That's what it would be. Do not apologize. You never apologize to the leftists because they just use it as further ammo, and they're they're not interested in apologizing you. They're interested in making a spectacle of it. They're interested of, of they're using you as an example of what they can virtue signal and how horrible this is and whatever. So you never do that. Uh, and then also, because in this case, legally, you are totally in the right. You did absolutely nothing wrong. Thirdly, I would go after the school for any uh, dangers that you can have nowadays or perceived dangers you could have. I would have the school spending money to protect. If I was one of these kids who didn't break any laws, I would have them uh, you know, providing security for these kids. I would have these kids suing because they were exp- experiencing emotional distress because this uh, photograph was published uh, with the – apparently implied consent of the school administration or, or someone that was acting on the uh, uh, auspices of the school or their, their authority thereof, an employee, a teacher. Uh, that was the proper way to handle it from a total utilitarian thing. I don't want to get into the whole social commentary thing that could, that could go on forever. That's how it had to be handled. I'd have to know a lot more about the intricacies of what they're actually threatening the students with. They haven't said for obviously reasons because they're in a legal conundrum because they did not break the law. I'm not, and don't give me this moral bullshit. Morals are subjective; they're not legal. So that's my point of view.
0: I'll, I'll give you a B plus. We're not in A category there, but the. Um... <laughs> The not apology earns you. Uh, uh, that was a good grade, good effort. And remember, I'm grading on a on a real old school scale. Not everyone gets a B plus. <laughs> and then uh, if you did really good, y'all get A pluses. this is not like I used to grade back in, in economics. So, uh, those are good efforts. I I will give you guys the correct answer. Um, and it, there's basically four things what I would advise anyone listening, parents or the kids. Um, one, I would point out how South Parkian this is. <laughs> and the term, oh, it is. This is where the kids, all South Park is, all South Park is, is the kids are sane and the town is, is mental. And they use that vehicle to make some very poignant social commentary. Uh, but it's true. The kids are just these innocent 10 year old boys and they get into the shenanigans and whatnot. And it's the parents and the adults. And what I would tell the boys that, that were stupid enough to do this, but I would point this out to everyone who is a junior or senior in high school, every, every young boy and girl out there is step back, take, take away your social justice warrior and look and act who are acting like the petulant little crazy children. And you're going to realize that this is South park. It is the adults who are insane. And what's sad is in the real world. That's the truth. The adults are the insane one. You got the fucking superintendent. You got the goddamn police. You got universities, Uh, saying they're not going to accept these kids. You got foreign press, international press running. This is a headline. Uh, Doc, was this a main headline like on NBC or something?
2: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, okay. You have established mainstream media getting their tits in a bundle over this bullshit. All right, and that's what this is. This is bullshit. This should never have made it past maybe – a a some not even Stern talking to, but just the old man giving the kid the one eyebrow raise. Really? Nazi salute dipshit? You know, like maybe you're grounded, like, don't do that stupid shit, kid. Now, that's where it should have ended. Uh, but I want the real news here is not the news, it's what the news is about. Is it is the news. It is shocking that the world uh uh put this much attention to a bunch of sophomore boys. That's that's the thing. What's going on? Kill that's
1: not me. All
0: right. So that's that's what I would paint a lesson to all these young boys and girls out there, whether or not you participated in this tomfoolery or not. You are about to enter an insane world, and the adults right. don't know jack fuck all shit what they're doing. So that's, well, that's, that's lesson number. Ah, 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 TJ, you're the youngest. Be <laughs> quiet. Wow. <laughs> and you got only, a, you got a low B. So <clears throat> this is A plus grade shit I'm laying down right now. All right. Number two, for the parents, I'm going to argue once again, this is a great argument for homeschooling or getting your kids into college before they graduate from high school. There is a way you can skip high school more or less. If the goal to get to graduate from high school is to get into college, you don't need it. You can go ahead and apply to your local community college. You can go online. I would advocate homeschooling. Uh, the, the environment that Dr. Perodin painted, TJ pointed out about you can't say airball uh, and the circus, the literal world circus that has surrounded Baraboo and this stupid act, uh, and I don't mean stupid that it was stupid, it was stupid, but the fact it's being covered is stupid. Um, you 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 have to realize just how insane the public schools are, where these teachers are. So I, I would point again. Hey, do you want do you want this crap? Do you want this insanity? I mean, this is, and this is the worst, but uh, uh, other stuff that is bad is going to be happening under. If this is just the rot that is showing, how far does the rot go? So I would say this is a, a, an argument to homeschool your kids. If you think they're college bound, there is no reason you can't get your kid at the age of 14 into uh, the local community college to do their freshman comp. Trust you me, the the standards of public education at the universities has dropped that a 14-year-old can easily go in if they're serious about their studies, they can easily go in and knock out the two years of their prereqs. And then by the time they're uh, 17 or, or 18, they've already got two to three years of college knocked out. Uh, they've already been accepted. It, it, high school is almost moot by that point. It's almost moot. So that's the second thing I'd say for the parents. Third thing, gentlemen, name the dentist who shot Cecil. You guys remember this?
2: No, I remember yeah.
1: the dentist. I can't remember his name, but I
0: can
2: re- see his picture. And actually, Darren, you said he was going to become your dentist. He lived in Minnesota. I remember that. Yes, but,
0: uh, yes. And and and, but I want uh, guys I name, know, name, no name name the name. No name. Yeah. Everybody remembers Cecil, but nobody remembers the guy's name. Uh, my right. point here is, no one's going to remember this. I know the universities are like you know trying to who oh, we're never going to let these people at and yeah the names are Googleable and searchable but you know what no one remembers the dentist's name no one's going to look them up uh, or another example um, well they,
1: but Aaron though they hmm. will when they apply for a job everybody gets Googled when they apply for a job
0: I, 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 they they may they may but if do you want to go work for a company and this is the, another point I'm going to point out. It's almost that they're doing these kids a favor because who, who's screening them out? What, the the Evergreens, the Antioch Colleges, the Mizzou <laughs> Colleges, the dipshit well, Fucktardo Colleges? U- University of Fucktardo is not going to, like, the liberal communist places are not going to allow them. But, Good. They, they The bad people, the bad employers are already removing themselves from these people where an employer is going to be like, yeah, you know, there's the old groggy man. Like, yeah, you know what? I did stupid shit when I was 17. I don't care. Heck, I would even say that it maybe aligns uh, uh, people with it like, yeah, these stupid kids, I'm going to give them a break. In other words, there's a po- – not positive, but there's an absolute value of any kind of press. Not that this is going to be on the resume or anything, but I don't think this is going to be anywhere near as de- – here's another example. Let me ask you this how would you know if a girl you were dating was doing porn? Like, is that the first thing you do? How, how would you find out you meet this nice girl? She's all interesting. Oh my gosh. She likes hikes and golden retrievers and, and, and the mountains. How does TJ find out if she's been in porn or not? (laughs) How does he, uh, let me ask. Uh, That's
3: a little bit easier to figure out than whether uh, a high school
0: kid has done the Uh, Nazi solution? Just let me, just let me point this out (laughs) in the flood of bullshit that's on the internet. It's like the flood of porn. You know what? A full third of girls could have posed nude or, or done actual porn. You wouldn't know it because there's such a volume and mass of it. You can hide in public. So I know that this is Googleable. I know people will be attached, but I do believe about two thirds of the population is saner heads. And you don't want to be employed or interacting with the third that are not sane heads. Uh,
3: the, but the one thing that I think we're, might be missing from this whole situation is that we're everybody's we're looking at the universities not laying them in we're looking at the legal institutions their responses I'm concerned more with the concern that the reaction socially in their own communities I mean they're leaving this
0: is high school it doesn't yeah, name yeah, one person of, you yeah, hang but, out in high Cappy, school
3: Cappy, Cappy, Cappy. it's it's all by proxy you have you'll I mean think about what's happening to the families of these boys everybody i mean i i've seen the hysteria firsthand of stuff and this was all over misunderstanding somebody had misheard what somebody said and then you had that situation in seattle recently where this new york out-of-towner transplant mistook the norwegian flag for the confederate flag and called that was it funny. seattle but yeah but the thing is imagine if if somebody just put on instagram Uh, Or social media. Uh, My neighbors got the Confederate flag and then Antifa shows up and attacks their house or sets it on fire or something like that. I mean, this is this is kind of what I was talking about in my response was that being aware that all these people are all unhinged and just waiting for an excuse to attack somebody. They're looking for something that's
0: going to get them to do that, um, right? Which will lead me to my to to a fifth point. I said four, but I'll I'll address fifth because you do bring up a, a good and legitimate risk that they have. Now would be the time for them to take a vacation. They should just totally pull their kids out of school for the next, or yeah. just say, "Hey, you know what? We're homeschooling and we're out of here." And you know, and the family goes away. You know what? If if uh, I think his name was Robert Palmer uh, was the dentist. If if he just now imagine this, in hindsight, if he just took two weeks off, said, see you, bye, I'm going somewhere, I'm going to go fishing in Russia, screw you guys, I'm going home, uh, or to Russia, and then he came back, it would have blown over. I'll give you another example. Name the asshole, that jerk, that snide guy who wrote the, that article that went international because he wasn't going to see Mad Max, Thunder Road.
2: That was... Uh, uh... Aaron Clary? <laughs> right. Only well, you assholes. Everybody knows that. No, no, no.
0: Only us assholes know. You go over. I mean, it made the fucking front pages of the Swedish national paper. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> go, go ask Sven over in, um, what's Sweden's capital? Stockholm? Is it Stockholm? Yeah. yeah, Stockholm. Ask anyone in Stockholm, hey, who's that asshole who wrote that thing for you? They're not going to know it was me. They don't, they're not going to know. So all they got to do is you, gotta, you wait for the heat to blow over. Something John might know something about, but you wait for the heat to blow over and then you, you know, that, so that that's taken care of. I, I, I know there's a risk that Antifa might show up. I doubt it, yeah. uh, but it, it really is the circus of, of the South Parkian uh, of people. And the fourth, fourth, now the fifth one, um, I would recommend these boys go by an alias uh, socially. Or legally change their names going forward. Even though I don't think there's a risk. Even though I think no one's going to remember them. Before they go to college and and they're young men, I would legally change their names. Um, And I, I hate to say, I got this from this book, not to keep plugging it, but I was paid a lot of money to do so. The Pence Principle. This guy is advocating that when you date, you go by an alias. like You go with a completely separate name from your social life, then you do your work in your professional life. And I think now would be a good time for these young boys. If the world is going to act this fucking stupid, that they change their names legally, they apply, um, you know, heck, go to the local community college and apply uh, under that alias. Whatever they got to do with the social security numbers or whatever, um, and then just start a new, that'd be the easiest bypass of this entire thing. It may be a, a slight procedural pain in the ass, but it's totally worth it. If if veritable Nazis are going to come after these these morons for spoofing Nazis,
2: I, I think what's going to happen, and Aaron, and I you know I appreciate. By the way,
0: that was the A plus answer. Those that's were the correct answers to the test. If you guys were wondering, those. Was- I,
2: I think you're right. I mean the, the the reverberations from this will will you know come back to a baseline pretty pretty quickly, but it'll be like graduation or the upcoming prom or anything that's kind of you know a big event will will you know bring out. The, the you know the people from the woodwork that until these kids actually graduate, the other part on this I think that's that is i <laughs> underscores a point that I always tell teachers and administrators, and when I get brought into legal cases you you know I'm like nobody. Has your back like the social studies teacher, the history teacher. I mean, they're coming in, and it's like, nope, the moment something goes wrong, like you're on an island, (laughs) like you're on your own, even if it's not anything you've done. Like, this is you know, someone is saying you didn't instruct correctly, and this is, I mean, so but that's that's the point, you know, too. Of when I, when I, and I mean, my legal work is through the roof. I had a call, my God, I think it was last Monday, I had three calls. I turned all of them down and one of them called me back in the afternoon, like doubling the my fee. Like if I take the, I, I, like, I don't have time.
0: You're like you're like Clint Eastwood in a fistful of dollars. You keep bartering and, and playing off the other guys.
2: Yeah. But I mean, it's just if we, you know, I mean, but it's one of these things, and, and and I mean, people are are naive. I think maybe I mean teachers, but in general, people working with corporations and stuff that so the corporation has your back. Oh no, oh no, not at all. Uh, you know, so that's that's the point where you have to be really vigilant. And you know, I I, I talk about making sure that you have, you know, your records and, and things like this, but, um, you know, too, I, again, this, this is a, this is really, this'll, you know, again, find a baseline and things like that. But I, I don't see the district, you know, reaching out and unifying with the history teacher and social studies. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things that fractured in this. It was just handled really poorly. So again, it's going to make, uh, it'll for me, fortunately, it will make a great case study. So, you know, people can learn from it that are going to be prospective superintendents um, on a way to handle this because this to me, this was this was an appalling response um, by the district to bring in that legal action. And then also we don't have an in, uh, uh, the fully informed what was happening here. So
0: well, Dark, I, I, let me ask you a question. I mean, in your profession. Going forward, Although I guess you're kind of on the retirement track anyway. Uh, and these sure. these people and they're coming and they're pounded down your doors and they want your advice. Are you ever able to point to the gorilla in the room or the emperor has no clothes and say, look, you guys made this bed. It's leftist politics. Whether I'm a Republican or not has nothing to do with that. You 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 are you are victims of your own social justice warrior Frankenstein monsters, hyper political correctness, hypersensitivity. Everyone's looking to be a victim, and and I mean, do you, do you point that out? Can you point that out to them, or do you have to like basically? No,
2: no, no. no. I, I you know I I always am the member check. I will always say what's on my mind. Okay. And If if they say you know I don't agree with that, then fine. You know. Um. But honestly, one I'll tell you this: one client. I flat out you know, told him, I said, you're in a losing situation. I, there is no way you're going to pull this out. You yourself did everything right. <laughs> you're an ethical, intact individual. You're in a system where everybody around you is corrupt or leaving. No one's going to have your back. There's no winning this. You're too good for this. If you stick with this, it is going to destroy your career. That's my you know, full observation of what you're presenting to me. I, I, there's nothing you can do to fix this. Nothing I can do to advise you, you know, legal counsel. And it's, it's weird. I mean, I, I do things legal, but I kind of branch out now a little bit like, um, uh, Rich Cooper a little bit, you know, just where people purely want the professional advice when they're making these, these jumps into administrative type roles. But, uh, no, I mean, right up, I, I'm getting more and more blunt of looking at situations and saying, nope, this one's unwinnable. Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, leave, just <laughs> just be gone, um, because you cannot rationalize. Yeah, when a board, when a school board, for example... Um, wants to, instead of meeting, wants to be able to attend board meetings from vacations in Las Vegas and Skype in their votes and stuff. <laughs> Nobody has your back. You're the only one there, you know, when, when the audience, when things get hot, everybody leaves the room. I'm like, you're lost. You know, th- th- don't go through that. Don't put your family through that. You know, yourself through that. That's going to burn you out till two in the morning. And so, no, I that's the one thing I think has built my credibility. I honestly, I had a client I for sure thought we came to the end of the road because we were on, you know, pretty polar positions. And I said, that's fine. You know, I'm not, this is how I view it. This is how you view it. And, and, you know, we came back to the table, a client came back and, and, you know, we met on ground, which I was comfortable with and we continued. Um, But no, I'll be a member check because if, if people, that's how, that's why people come to me. I mean, if they, if they come to me and i acquiesce or i give them advice that's not in their best interest my reputation's destroyed then and i'm not mm-hmm. doing them any good so i you know not that i'm the educational asshole consultant but i'm kind of there a little bit because i don't have anything to lose like because I mean I I could I I can stop tomorrow I can I I can pick and choose the cases I don't need the money I don't so it puts me in this position of uh, of F U yeah it, you it, it really it, it, and I don't have to accept cases just because they're throwing money at me um you know I'm I said I just again I don't have the time and I'm not even going to dip my foot further in the water of this one I know the amount of work it would take not that it doesn't have merit, but it's not me. You got to go find somebody else. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, well,
0: I'm glad we helped out the kids of Baraboo and, and all the kids listening, all 54 people listening right now who should be liking the video uh, <laughs> as, we, as we talk about. It. Also, I re enabled super chats. All right. Uh, well, but no, because it just, I found out it's, it's, a, it's an arms race that grows exponentially, and I'm not going to play it anymore. So I got rid of the super chats because I'm like, Oh, people can donate super chats and say, let's kill the Jews or whatever else like that. Well, I found out that, well, people are still in the chat room and, uh, they just can't donate money. So I'm like, you know what, if that's at, if there's a risk like that, you know, there's a comments uh, section, if that's the exposure, I might as well make some money. At. so we do have uh the, the super chats are up. Um,
1: hey, can I read uh, uh Chris from Let's,
0: let's, let's leave it till the end. We'll do uh, super chats at the end because I want to sure. uh, do it like that. Um, and then what else we got? Just bear with me here, guys. Uh, we'll get what minimal uh, sponsors we got out of the way. There's the Amazon affiliate program if you guys want to help out the old captain and and the older brother crew, of which they get nothing. I share the spoils with them for nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, I do I do absolutely nothing for them. I, you know what we should do? We should totally, like, all fly out to Vegas or someplace cool. We'll all fly out and visit TJ, and we'll ride it off. I'll buy the booze. <laughs> And the food and everything. I like, that I idea. like, I like the idea.
1: It sounds so like a good I. idea. You quit, TJ, you're not <laughs> in Vegas, though. What do you
0: mean? Oh, oh we go knows. visit TJ.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Oh. Where do you guys want to go?
1: Oh, no. I, 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 Well, yeah, visiting TJ wouldn't be too stri- too far of a stretch for me. I could be there in an hour.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, like a nice sunny day, we wait for July, we go up in the mountains and we, we all we all trash TJ's place. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He may not be too happy with us visiting. Yeah, Man, who
0: cares what he thinks? This is <sighs> this is I'm- hazing. This is how we get the young and <laughs> up and strong. Oh. Uh anyway, so if you guys did want to help out, uh before we have our let's go per- uh torch uh, TJ's place party uh, you could go through the Amazon affiliate. There's other ways you can support the older brother podcast. You go to olderbrother.com slash donate. And we got PayPal. If you want, we got that. And there's a pay. Uh, we also have Patreon. If you want to donate money and get nothing in exchange, but honestly, if you really do want to help out and have it be of benefit for you and not cost you anything more, do all your Amazon shopping through the Amazon affiliate program, which is the third link at olderbrother.com slash donate. I believe uh, we have where to go. Um, darn it. I had oh in demand career.com. Uh, Seth uh, uh, Himes, he's got his uh, uh company he's firing. Well, it's always been fired up. He's advertising here again. He wanted me to advertise on the older brother podcast, but it's going to directly benefit all of our listeners. If you guys are looking for a job, but you don't want to go to college, where you want some kind of skill, uh, may I recommend getting a career in digital marketing? I don't mean to sound like a daytime television commercial, like get an exciting career in dipshit studies. Come to the Strip Mall, where our facilities are, go to in Um, It's basically an online program you take, uh, and I've heard nothing but good things. I've had many clients and, and um, uh, listeners go and, and take Seth's uh, uh, class, and they're employed. They're gamefully employed. So that's just something to take a look at, uh, check out the reviews and all that. And then uh, Ridge Wallet, I got a cool wallet in the mail. It is uh, burned titanium. It's RFID uh, proof, like they can't just scan it. And this is a slick-looking uh, wallet, uh, and I did want to promote this because it would make a very nice uh, gift for Christmas. Uh, it's RidgeWallet.com. You guys can find that there. And then uh, what else do we got? Oh, uh, the Pence Principle. Uh, germane to what we're talking about here about how the world is crazy. where You, you know, you think – let me ask you guys this. Do you remember – let's go back, say, seven years ago, seven to ten years ago, Do you remember when the concept of a woman making a false rape accusation seemed preposterous, like that wouldn't happen? Do you remember those naive days?
1: Uh, I don't know if I can remember that far back, to be honest.
0: The only reason I bring it up is because someone pointed it out to me. I was in South Dakota. Maybe this was more like 10 years ago. I was listening to Tom Likas, who's retired, by the way. Um, And he was... On this this not necessary uh, screed or tirade, but he was talking about how women would get you know get pregnant to sperm jack a guy, or they make false right. rape accusations, and I'm like, that's not, oh, that doesn't happen. I mean, sure, there's a crazy statistical chance. That uh, I, I want to point out with the crap that's going on in Baraboo, how the world's gone insane, and then the Kavanaugh thing, where uh, where the world. The, at least the nation believed a lying bitch's face who came up with a lie from 36 years ago. I, I, it it's sad, but these are the extreme measures you got to take. And so the the Pence principle for whatever it is, I think six bucks on p- paper, no six bucks Kindle, ten or fifteen paperback, whatever. Drop drop the money and there's some there's some nuggets of wisdom in this thing to ensure and protect yourself going forward. Because if we're sending you boys out into this world. And they're going to come after you with with torches and pitchforks because you idiotically did a a Nazi salute. Uh, These women are getting weaponized and they are going to come after you, especially the social justice wars with feminism and everything. They are targeting you boys. Uh, So you might want to pick up the Pence principle. That's on Amazon.com as well.
3: Right. I think that that's what really the takeaway for uh, young men is to know what's the, the situation they're going into. Um, it's like uh, you have a bunch of cuts and bruises and you're going to go swimming, right? You need to make sure you're not bleeding while you're in the water because the sharks will come after you. And also understanding that so many of these kids, when they've gone through college or whatever, they've been um, hyped up to fight this mythical oppression. And so they're just, they're looking and searching and that's part of what drives their anxiety is they can't find anything. So they're trying to latch onto anything. And these boys kind of gave it to them on a silver platter. By doing, yeah, that. I think that's yeah, the big takeaways. Is you are, uh, and it doesn't it, like the fact that these people are behaving irrationally. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. You got to be. You got to. You got to be smart. You can't do stuff that. You, and I think that that's the job. You know, I'm not a dad, so I'm not here telling people how to be a, a parent. But just don't. You got to tell them the truth because if they do something stupid like this or they do anything. They, it, this is, oh, they the have sex there. with a
0: girl who's drunk in a college campus now.
3: Right, right. Well, that's another thing that you got, you'd say to them is don't ever, you know, th- here's the stuff that you got to deal with um out there. And yeah, you know, I do remember back, you were saying, ask, uh, asking about seven years ago. I remember the rules for, you know, um I guess what constituted sexual harassment and all that stuff. Cause I remember, um, uh, the stuff that i heard in some of my workplaces oh my gosh the the it would be global news now if that kind of stuff <laughs> i mean just think you think about all this stuff and maybe it was because i worked in uh, a a field that was really big on free speech but uh people could just say whatever they wanted and it was understood that you know we're, we're all about the first amendment so our, our hr person kind of understood that that. There's gonna be like you have. To, she would just plug her ears while she was walking by st- certain desks, just saying, "I don't hear this or whatever." But yeah, <laughs> the things have changed. You can't do that anymore. You can't. Uh, it's almost you got to be a little bit more insular and distrustful, right. uh, which is really sad. But it's just that 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 girl who's r- really sweet right now, she could turn on you under certain circumstances. You need to be aware of that. And, the, sure. and her and it's it's not even whether they they will they they would. It's that they could. They can do this stuff to you. So it's almost like they've got a gun in their hand and they, the person might not even realize it. But, it, you know, your son needs to know they have a gun, uh, which is, you know, the, their capacity to, you know, falsely accuse you. Um, don't they, you got to be you got to protect yourself.
0: Well, here's here's another perfect example. This just came on Drudge Report. Manhunt for man who insulted social justice warrior in Uber ride last Tuesday. This, they're on a manhunt for some guy this day. <laughs> he said, I didn't know where Armenia was, and I'm offended. Hunt him down and kill him, said random person. Right there. Yeah, they're, they're already weaponized. They're coming after you boys. Well, oh. and they're going to keep changing. I think the
3: important thing is they're going to keep changing the definitions. Kind of like what we saw. This really started, I think, with uh, George W. Bush's presidency. Look, I, people have le- there are plenty of legitimate reasons to not like him as a president. But the gratuitous use of the word fascist, especially now, is it it is now encompassing so much stuff that anything, you know, somebody wanting uh secure borders or there to be a border wall or immigrant that the laws on the books, laws on the books being enforced, you know, they throw out the word fascist and all that stuff. And the problem is, is is that people have a view of what something is and so when somebody's misusing it, they don't realize what they're actually talking about. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, this just is an example of how young men need to be warned about the world that they are inheriting. And the, I, I think that that's another failure that I see a lot is that they're not being prepared because the parents kind of check out. They, they think that the school's going to take care of their, their the, the, the school's number one priority is, is their kid. No, you're on your own. It, it, it's uh, it's like, you know, uh, Curahee with the 101st, like we stand alone. There's no, nobody is coming.
0: Well, and I, when I, I, it's, it's kind of, interesting. I was listening to your podcast. Um, and here, you have, I think you're talking about, there's a cute girl you were chatting to and all the other guys are jealous that you were chatting to her. And you were saying how she couldn't get off her damn phone <laughs> uh, to give you the time of day. And, and what's kind of sad is like, Oh, that's insulting. That's disrespectful. But now you think about like, well, that's, that's kind of a good outcome. Cause TJ's not in jail. And we can still have our torch <laughs> DJ. Here. But no, but it's, it's sad because I have another client and I do want to get him on. Cause he, he's, he's a, he went through hell, but he's a young gentleman down in Maryland, uh, majoring in engineering. And this guy came from the freaking ghetto. This guy came, I mean, he came a long ass way, uh, basically had to leave an abusive family. Uh, I don't want to mention his name. And here he is. So he came all this way and he went into the military. Now he's majoring in engineering. I'm like, good, good. You're on the way. You're on your way. And then all of a sudden, there's a cute blondie gal uh, who's acting a little weird and asked him, Well, are you going to have sex with me? And just, just, just not right. You know, some, the way he was telling me the story, like the hair on my neck went up. And I I, I was kind of like, okay, think about what this guy put at risk. You know, think about how far this guy came. What if he got slammed with a fake sexual harassment or assault or whatever? The girl regretted having sex with it. And, you know, girls don't just throw yourselves at you uh, to have sex at like 2 p.m. You know, just just it threw me off. It just threw me really off. And I have to get back into the mentality, like, this is the environment. We're going to go after idiot sophomore kids that do Zig Heil salutes from a year ago when they're being dumbasses. Uh, we're going to do false rape accusations on campus. Uh, that cute girl TJ is talking to, uh, maybe she'll claim that he harassed her later. It, it, it's, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> i mean, they're, they're, they it's too charming. Truly, well, they, they're very – there's a – they're very – a percentage of them are very weaponized, and as you put, TJ, they are looking for a crusade or an evil to fight. And if they can't find it, they'll almost make it up, or they'll take right. the slightest transgression and, and make a, a mountain out of a molehill, which is which is exactly what happened in Baraboo.
3: Well, the, this is why the, you see the rise of the term uh, when someone says this is just a code word or code phrase for this. It's because they can't even get people to say things that are um, – uh, offensive even like whatever and so people keep denying that so they now have to say oh well when you say a you really mean b and you go no i actually meant a they're like no 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 no, no. we're the ones who get to decide you meant b and then they'll go lie about it but uh, the other takeaway from all this is that you, you I most nobody's gonna listen but i'll just throw it out there anyways you, you, like you were saying, homeschooling, not participating in these major institutions. You know, Cappy, you've written about not working for corporate America. Don't go into the areas where all the traps are laid, right? You don't go where all the booby traps are, and where they're 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 investing all of their efforts into these different areas. So if you are working a, a you know a, maybe a more traditional job that's a labor intensive and it's uh, or like being an electrician or a plumber, or whatever, you, you go to areas where there's not going to be this this politicized environment and it's going to be more uh type of careers where they're going to be focused on doing that job but also don't feed the beast um like the education systems that do this kind of stuff be like what I don't understand why parents keep turning out to be shocked this stuff is going on when when you know the school turns on them and all that stuff that you're not the customer your 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 child is a product that, that they use. Shell is not
0: a product. It's a resource. It's like, a, well, yeah, it's a resource. A, yeah. It's a, it's an expense or it's a commodity. It's fuel that they use to keep the machine going. That's what it is.
3: Right. And so the strategy has to be denying them that resource and denying them these opportunities. And so that, I mean, that was kind of the whole, I guess, premise of the original, I'd say MGTOW, like Rob Fetters and all that type of stuff. But the whole idea is you've got to, you can't go straight on with these people. Um, it, it, it's sort of like I had a discussion with a friend who was talking about how he, he's a Trump supporter and he wanted to have Trump stuff um, uh, displayed. And I just said, because we got into the argument over whether he had the right to do that, which of course he does, but it's just, you're in an area where people think that um, having Make America Great Again is a uh, sign or symbol of sexual, pro it means you support sexual assault. That's what, That's how they interpret it. So you really don't want to have that in your area because you're operating in enemy territory. It's like in Red Dawn, you're in occupied territory. You're not in free America. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta think you gotta have that mentality of understanding that the institutions around you are intended to turn on you when you don't tell the line on them.
0: Well, as I said, to do the homeschooling and all that, that's uh, it. it is, it is not to not participate. I'm, I'm just concerned, <clears throat> especially for the young men out there. Cause your number one thing you want to pursue is women is what if the number one thing you want to pursue is completely corrupted and dangerous, dangerous to pursue. I mean, it's like one thing like, uh, Aaron, you can never have chocolate ice cream again. Oh, all right. Well, I'll live Aaron. You can never play with boobies again. I mean, I'm going to find, really, are you sure I can't play with them ever? Are you, what about these boobies? Can I play with these boobies over here? What you, I mean? It's, it's like you can never drink water again. You can never have booze again. You can never participate. It's, it's not something men are programmed to go without. And so uh, since the, this is – I can't think of anything more dangerous. It is literally like well, walking through a minefield right
2: I, now. I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I I don't know, you know, putting myself back and, you know, if, if I'm an 18-year-old anywhere, you know, today, how to have the situational awareness and navigate this. I mean, TJ had, you know, ideas like, you know, it's going to be group dates. So you have other people there, mm-hmm. more things in in – in public, but um, yeah, it is. And and it's not only, and I want to point out too, some things I've seen in, in some, you know, litigation, it's not only um, like the girl that you date, but all of a sudden it's her friends who are reporting saying, I think my friend was taken advantage of. Yeah. So it becomes, you almost have to know who, whoever you're dating, who her friends are. Um, And, and that's kind of being um, taken from, the whole grooming predator reporting which needs to happen but that's being misinterpreted you get this stuff in the hands of school counselors or or you know other I, or this, women, well,
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean I listen to
2: people I listen to people that present on this you know in the in their in their presenting you know some script that was given to them and they're hired you know by you know public institution whatever and I'm thinking you don't understand at all what you're talking about. You know, I have a PhD. I've taken quant stats. I know this stuff. I'll research it myself. So you don't understand. But it is, it really is um, the reporting that's happening now is also, again, I think my friend was taken advantage of, quote, her boyfriend on this date through, like, you know, whatever minute. So it's, it's, it is broadening out where. Again, it, it's almost like the the person you're dating plus knowing that her circle. I mean, I'm, I'm, it, well, think, it's you that.
3: Know, you know, David, you just made me think of how much worse this could get. So right now we have the situation where a woman can level a 35-year-old accusation with no proof whatsoever and where a lot of her stuff is not adding up and people will still believe her. What happens when somebody gets to falsely accuse a man by proxy on behalf of the, a victim who says that she's not a victim, and they go, "Well, you're not in a position to make that decision because you're a victim, and you, you you're you're blocking it out mentally. Stop denying it. You're not capable of of of, uh, of you're making right. the decision. we are going to decide for you that you were assaulted, and we're going to put this guy in jail." Or we're gonna you know but you know the, th- the other thing is is that they are doing a very brilliant strategy they are not going through the legal system they know that you don't have to hit a guy uh legally to really get him you all you got as long as you can get someone fired from a job i legal system is, i say what title, title nine. Nine. Well, I, well, i'm every- not even you don't even have to be in college i'm just talking about if you're just like kavanaugh's a classic example people thought the mirror accusation denied him the supreme court should have denied him the um the vote and i was thinking this is the strategy that they're playing is that it's all about just being able to successfully and effectively get employers to fire you for something. So we could have situations where somebody goes to an employer and says, my friend was assaulted by this guy and she is not capable of making a decision about it. And you need to believe me. You need to believe all. And I'm a victim because I'm seeing all the, I'm, I'm experiencing uh, and,
0: and, uh, what do they I, call not... it? Like secondary survivor? Or yeah. Something like like that? secondary
3: smoke, right? They'll use yeah. that analogy of, Oh, just being around her. I can, I can sense and feel
0: the, the, the pain. He took <laughs> her on hikes up mountains <laughs> and then made her drink craft beer. That fast. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. he asked her well, Out I mean, again on a nice date the next day. Oh, the abuser that he is.
3: So that's this inspired a short story that I wrote for terror house magazine, um, uh, love is hate. Um, hashtag love is hate. Where uh, a guy gets in trouble because they've changed the definition of consent to half your age plus seven. Right. So if you are dating a girl who is younger than half your age plus seven, she cannot consent it, according to. And this isn't a legal definition. This is just a cultural uh, uh, one that's been approved by the the. They call it a women's safety. Old or hags. Yeah, but the, the the whole idea is we'll get to a point where the People, the the quote-unquote victim, um, what, it, what they have to say doesn't matter um, at any point anymore, where they can adamantly deny that anything happened on a date or on an occasion and adamantly say it didn't happen, and their opinion doesn't matter anymore because it's not really about whether that happened or not. It was like with Kavanaugh. We all know, everybody knows, it had nothing to do with whether he did that. They didn't want him on the Supreme Court, and they were willing to say and do anything it took to
0: keep him off of it. TJ, you must believe women. You have to. No, believe
3: women. yeah, but yeah, but that, see, they keep shifting. It's it, it, that was so, a joke, so, TJ. Right, that, right, that was right. a joke. Right. I know you're thirty. You're I know you're
0: right. thirty, <laughs> and you're young enough to believe that women <laughs> don't lie. But so, but Jamie, women do lie, and there is no Santa Claus. I, I I'm sorry about that. I just had to tell you. Someone had to tell you. Santa Claus hasn't been giving you your gifts. It's been your parents that, that put that in when the when you go well, to right, bed. But you, we laugh about that. But people are going to bring up that when they say the
3: victim's testimony is not valid they're mm-hmm. going to say why don't believe them well it's they're going to say we need to believe all victims including those who are victims by um indirectly or or by proxy or something mm-hmm. they'll come up with a nice perfect term that is completely deceitful and misleading about the situation but yeah because if a girl won't testify whatever and yeah like imagine if you're a girl and you this this this, this friend of yours who's dating a guy that you wish you, were, you could date, and you're jealous of the girl. You want to get them split up, and you're in a situation where- Women just never, never do that.
0: Women never yes, backstab their own women. They are, <laughs> right, they just right. love each other. It's all a love fest there in Oprah. Right. Life.
3: And so she goes, oh, I can just level a false accusation against him on her behalf, and I can do it under the guise of pretending to care about my friend when I'm really just trying to destroy
0: her life. God almighty. You should write for like- um, like for those Latino soap operas or something. You got some, some dark, wicked backstabbing going on. Well, there, I'm right? just looking at,
3: I mean, we all laugh right now, but we know that that's coming because that's the next step. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, you know, and actually the Kavanaugh hearing could have been that it could have been people coming forward who said, you know, uh, Blasey was, was either incapacitated or so intimidated. Um, and, and yeah, can't, be objective so but we observe this and she confided in us and then they're representing and she becomes this the straw person victim which then you can you can pin the most horrid things on because that person will never have a voice because yeah they can't be objective they blocked it out they they were either incapac- incapacitated so now you're you know, you can jump into this defensive role, and again, we're seeing you know instances that are done for you know political and personal gain. You know, not um, oh, you know, not authentic events, but you know, th- this can be this this straw man that can develop out of this or or straw figure is extremely dangerous because you can you can paint the horrendous acts onto that image um, beyond anything I think that we've seen in the in the Ford hearing.
3: Yeah, you know what else came to mind on this is that what message is this saying to men? The message that all this stuff, this, the the Me Too movement, the Kavanaugh stuff, it's sending a message. It, it's the disincentive for them to try to um, achieve or obtain or seek any kind of position of power or notoriety because what happens when they get leveled with a false accusation uh, by somebody that they, that, you know, that was like an ex girlfriend or somebody who always wanted him to ask her out and he never did. Um, I mean, that's who knows if that's really what the whole Kavanaugh thing was, is that she you know, had it out for him because she liked him. And um, I don't know if you guys ever watched the movie or read the book atonement. It was uh, came out in, the movie came out in 2009, but it's uh, basically about that. This, this young girl has a crush on this, this uh, guy is a little bit older. And so she falsely accuses him of uh, raping her friend and he goes to prison. And then, you know, it's a really depressing story, but that's kind of what happens with, with this stuff and so i think that a lot of men are going to not want to pursue certain types of jobs where they know that there's this likelihood that if they get somewhere in life somebody who's just jilted or or
0: resentful that will throw lies at them to destroy them well that's <clears throat> that's what this book is about so i recommend all the young boys out there get the pence principle over at amazon so uh randall you owe me a shit ton of money For you owe me well you owe me dinner Randy so um let's go ahead and move on, John. <clears throat> you want to talk about the Girl Scouts suing the Boy Scouts or uh, your uh, future wife, Ocasio Cortez, pitching about Amazon locating their I, new headquarters I, I, I in love
1: her district.
2: Either, hear either of those
1: um well well i, I don 't know if you wanted to touch on that uh, video I sent you of the unionization of the uh the un, unintended consequences of uh government forced unionization did you see that uh, no the- i didn't
0: I, I i've been busy with uh computer stuff and all no go ahead if that's what you want to roll with go ahead what is it
1: yeah well i just, I just found it interesting so something i didn't know about you know but they, they covered it in new york so that kind of cloaked my interest because that's where i'm from as everybody knows and uh, basically what had happened is new york city passed a mandatory minimum wage of i i, I think it's like 15 or 16 bucks i forget what it is and uh it kind of like uh, got in cahoots with the unions, and uh, kind of forced all these uh, car wash places to unionize their workers. And the the the, the workers didn't really want to be in it, you know, because they were all, you know, they're they're all pretty much almost all of them are illegal. Um, because I oh, mean, okay. the documentary they didn't even they didn't even speak English. The guys that they were interviewing and. But what what ended up happening is it ended up forcing almost half of all the car washes to either close down (laughs) or what they did was they had to uh, automate everything. So all so they literally went from having, say, 16 employees to two. Okay, everything a lot
0: of dirtier cars now in, in New York City.
1: Well, what happened, Well, well, they went because the, they go to the automated ones, or, uh, or and then what? Then what happened was so then all the guys that got laid off and fired because you know the employers couldn't make a profit. Um, they started to do like illegal mobile detailing vans, where they would just you know in New York City you'd pull up and they'd hook up to a oh fire. Would
0: they hook <laughs> up to a fire hydrant?
1: <laughs> yeah, and and just wash your car there, and people were paying. They had it on video. People paying them and they they interviewing this one guy he was from the Dominican Republic He said he'd been here for 10 years he didn't speak english very well and- of
0: course why would you learn the fucking language in 10 fucking years
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. cool. Oh, it's it's magic dirt it's cuz whitey <laughs> yeah, why do you think it did so oh it's it's neo colony no it's uh, we're not lazy fucks and if we went to a foreign country we maybe learn the language in 10 fucking years
1: But I'll give this guy credit at least. He was out there busting his ass working, even though it was illegally in all the books. And he said that he had no, I'm I'm on the same page with the but but, you know, he was out there and he was working. And um, you know, he basically said he was he had a job at a car wash, but then the you know, they raised the thing, and then the the amount of money that it cost the employers like you know, tripled because they had to start paying all this other stuff, you know, the the insurances and FICA and you know. other things like that. They simply just couldn't afford it. So they, they, they all went, they either went bankrupt or they automated. And there was this one guy that was in the uh, automation thing and he goes, and he sounded like he had an Eastern European accent. and he's like, $15 an hour was the greatest thing to happen. <laughs> I got to lay off everybody. I only have two employees now. Are you <laughs> and, and it Thomas. was real. It, and you can Google the video. It was it was produced by Reason. I don't know if it's the same Reason as the magazine. Um, they they have a strong libertarian bent. They're too mm-hmm. much libertarians. For, you know they're they're all about open borders and you know they're real whack jobs. Right? I, I know
0: I know your hatred for the open border lib. Let's focus on the economic libertarians. We but, don't want you getting angry.
1: Yeah, well, I mean you can't have one without the other. But um, the the, the uh, it, it was a very interesting uh, video, and they did interview. Like a member of the of the union representative, uh, so they interviewed him. They confronted him with the questions. They gave real life examples of the specific uh, car washes that closed down. So they give interviews with the guys that uh, renovated it. Uh, they had clips of the city hearings. They, I mean, it was very well done for like a fifteen minute um, uh, 15 micro minutes,
0: documentary sort of
1: micro documentary. So I thought it was very well balanced, and I encourage people to watch it because it. It it was I mean obviously they have a, you know they, they lean that way they have a bent but it was um, it was well done and I'm going to put it in your I'm going to put it in your uh, in our private chat here so okay
0: I'll probably link that out, out of curiosity because uh, there was an article or a study or whatever came out recently uh, in the Twin Cities and I don't have the link to it. But, uh, we implemented a $15 an hour, but it was a graduating fit. Like it inevitably will get to in like two to three years at $15 an hour. And already the twin cities has lost, uh, Minneapolis proper. The city of Minneapolis has lost all these restaurants and They've opened up, but Seattle did something similar, right? I mean, they, they had a $15 an hour, uh, minimum wage pass. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's, 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 it's fully in effect now, isn't it? I believe.
0: Yeah. I did a story on it. It killed,
3: uh, Several thousand jobs, and the the interesting thing is that some jobs that were not that seemingly not affected. What the restaurants did is they just raised the prices. That's so the customers ended up paying for it. But yeah, it um, the, the the minimum wage. I mean, shock it it ra- raises costs and
0: causes people to lay off it jobs. Capital elsewhere. I know. I yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I do want to talk about this. I also want to talk about the boy Scouts and the girl Scouts, but I just, there's only so much bad news and insanity you can deal with. Uh, have you guys heard about the, uh, uh teeth and eyes, uh, Mr. Cortez?
1: What does she do now? I mean, I uh,
0: who, who, is, who <laughs> saw the article? Did anyone see the article about where Amazon decided to set up shop?
1: Yeah. Well, they're being, didn't they're being, uh, enticed to move to New York. They were offered one right. point something. Uh, I didn't know it's a closed deal yet though. Is it?
0: Yeah, it's
3: official.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Yep. So they're gonna they're gonna set up shot, but I think it's Queen Doc. Did, did you? It's, did, Queens. it's right. Queens. Okay. All right. Thank you for confirming. So Queens. Uh, I remember that, uh, John. You probably that was not the greatest neighborhood. I mean, I don't know if it got gentrified or what, but uh, you would think that would be very welcome. Um, the jobs, the drive up in housing prices, the Uh, secondary economic effects of people buying dinner and lunch and property values going up.
1: All those new Uh, workers, just the damn jobs.
0: (laughs) I I just, yeah. and, And the workers too. Yeah. But, uh, Cortez still bitched about it and whined about it. And I know, I know she's a spoiled suburbanite. I know, I know she is. I know she came from wealth. I know she's never worked a real, I understand she's a socialist, but the, Reasons. Try and guess the reasons she's against. She's against because she's afraid of one of the largest jobs programs, one of the largest employers coming to her district. Guess why she's she's. I wouldn't say necessarily against, but she's already bitching and whining with her freaking yap and nagging like a wife. Guess what? What her problems are?
3: Gonna raise prices for Uh housing.
2: I mean, what I what I had read, she was saying, you know, they have enough money to pay their own way. We shouldn't be subsidizing. But of course, I was looking at the subsidies and a lot of it had to do with infrastructure, which was going to be needed for anything there. Mm. So it didn't make any sense to me. But that that was kind of her argument of saying if they're rich. Why should we have to pay anything to bring them here? They should just come here.
0: Yeah. and And but then she's also worried about displacing people. Really, which is which is kind of like, well, you know, sugar tits. Let me explain something to you how this works. <laughs> in order for now, you can build up, and there will be new buildings. You see, it's not like everything has to stay static. I know that's that's crazy for your your low IQ brain, there, Miss Teeth and Eyes. Uh, but you're going to have to. Some people are going to have to sell. Now, Amazon doesn't come in with the Amazon Praetorian Guard and murder. The property owners, this isn't like an episode of the A-Team where the, you know, the A-Team, the evil real estate developer would come in and try to shoehorn the the mom, pa shop, and, and if you can find them and maybe you, maybe you, they can help, you can hire the A-Team. And they shoot at the guy's feet and they'd scare the bad real estate developers away and they got to keep their, their pie shop or whatever, which is every A-Team uh, episode ever in case people who are young like TJ want to know. <laughs> you, you have to pay these people for the property. So people are going to get bought out, and and I presume what they would do with that money is they would move and buy a new residency, a new new property. Uh, the money going into the local economy would be huge. People's wages would go up. Now, of course, prices will go up as well, including housing and all that. But I, I was just like, what what's going to make that bitch happy? What's going to make well, these communists happy? What, does 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 anything good? Are you are you happy? I I I bet you, <clears throat> Jeff Bezos. It's like, God damn it, I forgot about Cortez. Oh, she's going to be a royal pain in the ass. Like you're, it's, it's like he married this nagging wife who's going to nitpick at his feet all the time about things that Amazon didn't do right in her little house. I mean, it, I don't know what to do he was is, thinking setting up in Queens.
3: All you have to do is, he, all Bezos would have to do is just offer her a free apartment if she shuts up. Yeah, that's true. Just clearly <laughs> doesn't have one right now. But you know, Cappy, I'm not trying to defend her comment. I don't know quite what she said, but I, I understand the concern that people have when a, a, a big company like Amazon is coming in. And it really has to do not with what the company does, but what happens is suddenly there's this demand on the roads. There's this demand for housing. And the government does not allow the market to keep up with the demand. So the supply doesn't keep up with the demand. So prices go up and because in a, in a, in a sane situation, when you're planning for this stuff, you go, okay, we are bringing in this many new people. We need to have this many new residential units uh, built. If we're going to keep the prices stable, otherwise they're going to go up and things are going to become unaffordable. So really what people are seeing it, the indirect effect of government putting artificial restrictions on um the well, but that's the
0: leftist. shouldn't shouldn't she? Well, okay, I'm I'm asking too much of, of sugar tits over there. <laughs> shouldn't she know that that's a leftist policy to limit the amount of construction and all these regulations? Well, Should- they're trying to they are trying to have it. It's sort of
3: like in here in Washington State, um, you have people who they want prosperity, but they also want to have a huge tracts of the state be like a living museum where there's no development. Well, it's, whatsoever. that's not possible. Yeah, it, well, it, that's kind of the. The issue i mean i'm oh, c- concerned about growth coming to my area because i you know the the highway is it has two lanes mm. uh, it, or it's a four lane you know two lanes one way two lanes the other way so if you're going to have lots of more if you're going to have more people on the roads you got to be prepared by expanding the infrastructure for the roads you need to um, deal with all this stuff but they the government reacts uh, because the government controls the roads and the, and the transportation infrastructure, they don't respond to free market the way – or the market
0: the way that housing
1: does necessarily. Well, so I have-
0: understand your your concerns there, but – uh, well, taking-
1: I can speak to this a little bit. Sorry to interrupt. Mark, them, but like, For example, where I live, it was it, – it's waterfront, and it was zoned where they weren't allowed to build uh, homes over a certain height. Right, so I bought it with that understanding. This is what it's zoned for. Then, of course, um, what TJ? What's the name of the prick that started Microsoft with uh, Bill Gates?
3: Uh, oh, Paul uh, Allen.
1: Paul Allen. Yeah, Paul Allen decided to become a real developer, and because he's a billionaire, he gets to ram down the throat who, what you know whatever what he wants. So they rezone my whole fucking neighborhood, and now they put up these big giant things, destroying my my waterfront view. So they just change the law because rich people want to do this. So, you know, I mean, you could say, yeah, that's capitalism. I'm like, well, capitalism has to work under the idea that there's, you know, there's, there's, there's no or a contract with, with something was OK. We agreed to buy this uh, under these conditions and now you're just changing it.
3: Right. There's not a, there's I can't remember who it was, but somebody's talking about how at least in certain medieval cities uh, you had uh, people sitting down and planning out how the city was going to look and not that they were trying to be so controlling, but they just, they understood that you have to have a plan. You can't just have this, um,
0: uh, throw just willy throw nilly it all- shack of Mogadishu. Yeah you,
3: yeah. you can't just have these random places. Everything needs to be orderly. And, and, and that's why a lot of cities, I think nowadays it's so hard for them to have character because they do not, people don't plan it that way. It's, it's just, we need to get buildings up. We need to, and you see the architecture now is atrocious. Um, but yeah it's almost as though they people need to understand that uh that that kind of stuff like putting something in front of and blocking a view is a bad idea and i don't know it's it well it
1: it affects property values too so let's say you borrowed the money to build the the worth this money based on this view now someone else immediately uh blocks the view well that 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 my view is actually factored into my um my property tax as well. So when my assessed value value, (laughs) property value goes down. um, Well, that's
3: another reason why people are afraid of, of an Amazon coming. And frankly, I mean, that's one of the problems people have with this, uh, the Seattle area that I uh, know Uh, with the property value going up, your property taxes go up. So imagine you bought your middle-class guy, you bought your house for $75,000 back in the eighties. Now your house is worth $850,000. The house hasn't changed at all. But your property property taxes are just going through the roof. People keep us uh, uh, voting for more levies and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and so. But your your
1: wages haven't gone up, and so I
0: guess I guess it sucks to be a Democrat when you keep voting for your property taxes to go well, up. No, uh, that's an article
1: that's, like that. TJ it was a retired couple. They had bought that. Yeah. They were in Kirkland, actually. Yeah, I, I remember bought,
0: that
3: story.
1: I think you read the same. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nine, yeah. they bought it. It was nineteen in nineteen eighty. So that's like what forty.
3: Yeah, 40, forty years ago. Forty
1: years ago, and and uh, uh, you know now it's uh, they can't afford the they can't afford the property tax anymore. They thought they were going to die in that home. You know that's yeah. You know.
0: And uh, am, the, am I okay? Let me ask. You, am I cold and callous? Saying tough cookies, you got to move. Like it, you you have a huge capital gain. Sell your house, buy something cheap and, and elsewhere. But I think people feel like it's sort of how I feel. I know it. I know I'm reacting emotionally.
3: This is not me. Um, I'm not saying that my legal rights were violated or there was anything about that, but I feel like I was displaced from my hometown where I was planning to live. Now I understand that that was my fault because I majored in journalism and which is like becoming a candlestick maker right after Thomas Edison invents the light bulb. But uh, you know, what we're having, what we're experiencing is these cities where there's no affordable section of the city. I grew up in a neighborhood that was for the lower middle class and the middle class people to where they could buy a home at a reasonable uh, price. Now that entire city uh, is unaffordable for anyone below, you know, if you're not making a hundred thousand dollars a year at the minimum, there's no chance you're going to buy any house in any condition of any kind in that,
0: that area. Well, that's that's regrettable but uh, again my question is so is the is the rest of the world supposed to halt because Tilly and Gertrude bought their house in 1980 and uh you know they planned on on dying in that home I, I I'm, I'm trying to look at overall economic growth where here you've had a, a traditionally economic depressed area uh it, it wasn't as bad as the Bronx but it wasn't it wasn't uh, Upper East Side? Am I correct in that John Queens was kind of a rundown neighborhood?
1: Well, no, actually, traditionally Queens was kind of a good. It was a good area. Was it then.
0: okay? All right.
1: um, Queens was like you know. I mean, the bad boroughs were like well, there was parts of Brooklyn that were awful, like Bedford Stuy and <laughs> and places like that. Now Brooklyn's been totally gentrified. That's crazy. It's like Manhattan prices there. Uh, and there was parts of the Bronx that were awful, like, you know, where Yankee Stadium is and stuff like that, the South Bronx, which I, I don't know what condition that's in now. But there was always nice. But that's another thing. There was always nice areas of the Bronx. It wasn't like all these movies. If you didn't grow up, they don't know. Like the Northeast Bronx was nice. It was like kind of an Italian-Irish neighborhood. And then you had the uh, Northwest Bronx, like Riverdale. You might have heard of that. You know, that's a very, very Jewish section. Very nice. My mom lives there now. Um, so, um,
0: With the uh, Jewish lady she does the hair for.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, there we go. I uh, paid attention. Uh, uh, but the, uh, the, um, w- w- the reason I was the thing about capitalism is you got to understand this is why people, when they ask you about my religion or my po- politics and stuff like that, I just sum it up in one word. I said, try, I'm a tribalist because that addresses everything. Because if you're just, if everything is just blind capitalism, where no one has any investment in their neighbor or those that, you know, their surroundings, they don't care about that. They're just after the almighty dollar, nothing. And that's, that is your, that becomes your God. So if you don't care about the welfare of anybody else, and why should you, if you don't If you're not the same race, ethnicity, speak the same language, worship the same God, come from the same place, have the same
3: uh, history, religion, culture, you don't have
1: anything in common with anyone else, which is what America is turning into, right? No one has anything. So no one has that. Like when I grew up, when I was a kid, I mean, we saw the remnants of an Irish neighborhood. People were kind of invested in each other. People like you knew, you know, somebody, you did something like somebody else's parents saw you. It got back to my mother. My mother found out I was smoking one time when I was in eighth grade because someone else... Some other kid's mother ratted on me.
0: (laughs) The (laughs) dread that comes over when you found out you got narked on and oh, God.
1: But nowadays that would never happen. Um, So that was that was, you know, there was a sense of community. And now because there's no community, these are all the symptoms that come of it that would be naturally remedied. If there was a sense of what I call tribalism, use your own word, civic uh, cohesion or whatever. I just call it tribalism because that's
0: community. That's why, you know, you had your community.
1: Right. the community means you know they say, Oh, we're in the same community. got the fuck, you got nothing to common. People don't even know the people that live next like, live in the same building as them. Never mind someone who lives down the block.
3: Yeah, it's funny, John, you're mentioning that because even in my hometown, if you're a native, like you were born there, or you grew up there for years, there's a certain certain sense of um community that's still there. I remember one time um I was chatting with the this couple that I immediately could just tell they were uh this was in Bellevue but they I could tell that they were from there because they had that very middle class look about them and we were able to talk about just how different the the town had changed in these different areas and all that kind of stuff and there's there, there was an immediate sense of um sort of like you know civic um uh, patriotism I'm not quite sure what the word is but you know you were talking about the capitalism thing but that that attitude of are you invest in the community determines everything on how you're designing your cities how you're planning uh, what type of architecture, because you're thinking, you're not just thinking, I want this to make money that, you know, they didn't build St. Paul's Cathedral to make money. I'm pretty sure that cost them a lot of money. And all this, I was in visiting London last year, and I was just struck by how uh, amazing some of these these sections of this um, city were and, and the way that they had planned it and all that. And so it affects um, choices that you make. And it's, it's more of just um, allowing people to even admit that, that they're doing it for the people here and not for everywhere. It's like, we've got to uh, because we've got to cater to everybody. We can't cater to anybody in, in the way that we uh, set things up.
1: Yeah. So, but the, but the ultimate point is, is that I know, you know, Aaron, you're mainly about capitalism and, and also like all of, well, with the subject of, of, uh, of, uh, the safety doc, uh, none of us have kids, at least that we know about. So, we're not really invested in the future like I really I hate to say this but I really don't care what happens to the planet sixty years from now I'm not gonna be here so yeah.
0: no, I, I keep saying as long as the lights are on I don't care you know keep the yeah. lights on until I'm dead then you guys can all murder each other in the streets for all I care I really don't
1: right but if I had kids, I would feel very very differently and that's one of the reasons why politicians always want to marry and have a kid because yeah. it shows that they have an investment that's the, you know that's not an accident you know I, mean, I, no I weird- do before
0: I forget, John, I do want to have you on uh, because you and I are very uh, similar in some regards. I do want to talk about some because you do have a couple more years' experience. But one of these days, maybe even this week, we'll do a we'll do a podcast together. But just just to put that in uh, that thought in your in your head, uh, let that rummage around a bit. Okay. Right, yeah,
3: cool. I I think the that's the other thing is that if you're going to have people who are in charge and you know John, you're saying if you had kids, you'd you'd care. And I would say also if people were allowed to have more of a say in what goes on in the their their local area, um, they might be more invested in in long term planning. But the the reality is things can be completely changed against your will in, within a year or two, and everything that you've invested your time into can be completely destroyed. Uh, the other thing is people who are in charge. Have to have skin in the game, and you can tell. Look at some of these nations, especially in Europe, at their their leaders. Do they have kids?
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot you know, of, I know, know it's true. Yeah, Merkel, Macron. Yeah, uh, n- n- uh, who are the? None of them have children.
3: Interesting. Yeah. And Interesting. and so because they're the one,
1: what was her name? May Teresa uh, May Teresa yeah. May. May, uh, May Macron and Merkel. None of them have children. Wow. Yeah,
3: and then and then you. I mean, this is a theory. It's kind of a sidetrack but i've always wondered if donald trump jr was the real the guy who got uh, his dad to run for president because i've always wondered what what inspired him to do that because that that dude has five kids and you in today's society having five kids is a political statement whether whether it's intentional or not but it it, i think that that is partly what um uh i think he was the one who was really pushing for that to happen because that that's just a the thought of
1: yeah he has um, grandkids too how many grandkids?
3: yeah
0: yeah he's got grandkids but yeah
3: wait, is, gotta, he, wait
0: is donald trump a great grandfather
1: already
3: no no no, 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 no. no, no. his no. his son donald trump uh, junior has five kids which is and really his, his, daughter, his
1: daughter has two
3: yeah and so uh, i think that if you're going to have leaders political lead, whoever's in charge of your society has to have skin in the game i mean it was the whole point of the starship troopers novel was that Uh, If you want to, in the Roman times, you had the patricians. These were people who were um, descended from the original founding fathers of the city of Rome. And you had the plebs. Yeah, and you had all this. But the the point is that these people were thinking long term, whereas when you don't have kids and you don't have any of this stuff going on and you aren't invested, every decision you make, like what we see with the city planning and architecture, is that it's short term based. It is, I just want to grab the money that I need right now, and I'm not concerned about whether this is sustainable in the long run.
0: Hmm. So you're saying you guys don't know if uh, beloved Supreme uh, Uber commandant Clary uh, uh, as Lord Supreme uh, forever life leader of the United States would be a good <laughs> idea. I mean, I, I'm, thinking about
1: I'm all for it, buddy. I think, I
0: think, I think Chris Beckloff put it best. Um, where, what was it? If he's president, if he was, Ever, if he ever had to come and discipline you, if you ever had, if you ever had to take President Beckloff away from his comic book and video games, heads were literally going to roll. Like, don't don't <laughs> make the president angry. Let him play with it. It's best for all of us if he can play his video games and read his comic books. Just let him do it. So. I mean, did you guys
3: know that? Um, I think it was Patrick Henry. He had eighteen children and I think seventy-seven grandchildren.
1: No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. So, his,
3: no. so he had, I think, um eight or nine children with his first wife she died and then he had another eight or nine um
1: so I was say, thank god it was two women because i was thinking that yeah four oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> i'm just
3: thinking now think of a guy who's got 77 grandchildren and 18 kids and compare that to somebody who's got no kids and look at how differently they the decisions that they would make if they were in charge of a city or a country or a community Everything, or investing
0: their time into
3: into civics. Right, everything's going to be about how is this going to affect my family in the long run? Whereas the other guys like, well, who cares if it's insolvent? You know, look at our national debt and our financial situation. That is completely the result of short-term thinking of it's going to be somebody else's problem, you know, in the long run we're all dead, you know, just don't be alive when it's time to pay the bill.
0: Yeah, no, and that's my plan. You you nailed me. Yeah, you figured me out there TJ. You nailed it right <laughs> Um, all right, well, I, interesting conversation. I didn't know that you guys all worshipped and adored Ocasio-Cortez and John wants to marry her and have lots of babies with the reform <laughs> community. <laughs> I didn't know you guys were ranked socialists and communists, and I guess I'll just keep my capitalist free market opinions to myself. <laughs> um, hey, John, you want to take us through the Super Chats and we'll, we'll uh, head oh, off to yeah. the
1: uh, I don't know. You know what, C- Cappy, uh, I don't know if I can see all of them uh, because they might have scrolled up. What? Uh yeah. Unlike you, they don't, only the main guy, like I know. Uh, okay.
0: Well, okay I, all right. I, I got to do it myself. Is what you're saying then.
1: Yeah. Because they, uh, yeah. You'd have okay. To get all me right. Something for me okay.
0: Well, uh, Christopher Morales, our, our buddy who's recovering from divorce. Hope you're doing good, Chris. He writes, Hey, all the brothers from New York. Uh, Hey, uh, Chris, maybe, uh, Morales, Ocasio Cortez, Latino, similar community. Ah, huh? You could, she's single. I bet. Imagine the blowjob with those teeth. It's just, just oh god! All right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. Okay. Uh, Chris writes, "Hey older brothers from New York, going to redo the floors with respect to longevity and maintenance. Would you recommend tiles? And if sh- so, what shape?" Oh god, that depends on his on what what room and what the rest of his house looks like. I'd say.
1: Yeah, I would say uh, tiles for your kitchen and your bathrooms, and uh, I have—that's what I have—and I would recommend the larger tiles, the sixteen-inch uh, sixteen-inch tiles uh, for the floor. And if you're going to do the uh, walls, you'd want to use the smaller tiles. Uh, for the rest of your house, I also have hardware except for hardwood except for the bedrooms, like in the living room, and the walking area, in the hallways. I went with actually bamboo, which is actually uh, extremely hard because the way it's it's treated and stuff like that. And, uh, but you'll have to do some research about what you're adhering it to. I was adhering it to concrete uh, and, you know, of course, price is a concern, but I've had the bamboo for uh, nine years and same with the tile. And it's great.
0: I love okay. it. Well, there you go. I, I kind of, I, I never really think about, it cause I plan on moving and I don't plan on staying in the same <laughs> place forever. <laughs> I was here when I thought I'd, oh my goodness. All right. So that's Chris. Uh, let's scroll down here uh krillin whoa ten dollars krillin 876 growing up in the 90s no meant yes in many cases got you darn right girls i knew would be ashamed to say they wanted it it was called hard to get and if you asked permission they would take it as you being weak i that must have even been that started to change mid to late 90s i remember they just really started to push that uh sensitive 90s guy bullshit by that time
1: um a ponytail guy
0: yeah. Yeah. That, that's where, where, there was a lot of pivotal moments in the nineties. That's when diversity came on. That's when, um, corporate social responsibility came on. Uh, and that was probably the last the guys in the nineties, the early nineties, I would say, of course I was in Wisconsin. So we may not have been you in could the smoke
1: band. a cigar in a bar though.
0: Yeah. You could, you could smoke in the, well, I mean, listen to Doc's story about when he was in school. I mean, they were they they were smoking cigars and cigarettes with the with the the uh, who it was, was it the gym teacher baseball
2: okay you're coding. no it was, it was little league <laughs> it was little league yeah you were was...
0: smoking cigarettes while you were playing little I, league?
2: it I personally wasn't Dan oh. what it was permit it was permitted now I'm forty seven and it was a concrete dugout so I wasn't going to start on fire but yeah it was it was a, a permissible activity there was smoke coming out of both dugouts.
1: Wow. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't, they didn't, even where I'm from, they didn't allow
2: it. it they did, and I, I verified this. I vetted it through my parents and through some of my former teammates. I'm like, was I just making that up or thinking it? They're like, no, no, totally. <laughs> what, what, Dan what, would go like pack again. game.
0: Seventh, seventh grade? I mean, what, what specific oh, age?
2: Yeah. Oh, geez. Maybe seventh, sixth, seventh? Oh, my gosh.
0: Like 11- and 12-year-old smoking heaters?
1: No,
2: the managers, not the kids. No, Wait. the kids. The, oh The manager too. The manager. No. The he, manager, too. <laughs> the manager um, he was he, he was like the co- the the first Rocky um, trainer. You know, the old guy of training Rocky. the Meredith what, Burgess. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he looked like, and he owned a bar, and so he'd come down with candy bars, full size Snickers bars, and smokes, and um, yeah, it, I'm not making this up. <laughs> That is it is awesome. It's, that it, and it and not everybody did it, you know, but um definitely we a couple did. And um yeah, Dan literally, I mean, would fog the dugout. The guy was just crazy smoking. And I think he'd be in the on-deck circle with a cigarette in his mouth. I'm, I'm
0: picturing this little you know, eleven or twelve year old kid he with was like this scrappy. gravelly voice, yeah. Let me tell you, boy, that that spelling test test was a killer. I couldn't spell vacuum. I forgot it had two u's.
2: And, and you know, I tell this story, and my kids are like, "That's insane!" And I'm like, "Yeah, it is." But there was also <laughs> a real, it, there was something you know pretty damn unique about that. And, and you know, it's tribalism and all of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, looking back, I don't know how it was permitted or anything like that. But yeah, oh my that God. was the way that it was. Yeah, my mother, would have know,
0: heart bad, a bad as bad as I thought it was. Thank God I got to be a kid in the eighties because these millennial kids, I mean, this, this crap that they're dealing with now, my God, you can't do a, a stupid Nazi salute and get off with it. Uh, man, what? I mean, they would have murdered it. Maybe that's what's going to happen when me and John and doc all run for public office in 10 years. They're going to go back and say, were you smoking in the seventh grade? You have to be burned at the stake. You can't become Senator. Oh, all right. Uh, Krillin, another two dollar donation. Cappy clearly has never been to Queens, New York City. No, I have not. I have not. Um I did two interviews. One for Donaldson Lufkin Generate, which is no longer a investment bank, and the other one was Goldman Sachs. I actually interviewed at Goldman Sachs over in Lower Battery Park. Is that about right, uh, John?
2: Yeah. Battery World it? Trade Center would be close to it. Yeah, that that's not in
1: Queens. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's about bottom of Manhattan. Yeah. 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 So
0: Oh, and then Chad Elkins, our resident CPA, he says, Clary equals teacher, which he does. He'll annoy me. He'll text me occasionally, say, Clary equals sports ball. Clary equals golden gophers. He usually does it when he's drunk, so he's probably out gallivanting and getting drunk after a long day of being an accountant.
1: Oh, if you were an accountant, you'd be drinking too, Aaron.
0: Yeah, probably. If I wasn't an accountant, I'd be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Gentlemen, uh, Doc, where can we find you?
2: Um, Safetyphd.com. And then, hey, I'm just saying it. I would appreciate any increase in followers on YouTube or on Twitter. I know it probably doesn't mean anything, but by God, like the numbers don't change. I just released a new podcast a day ago. About kind of the Zen of of firewood stacking, firewood. Yeah, oh, I'm awesome. into that one. And uh, I'm, you know, and, and and so we kind of go the range. Plus, like a, a couple episodes before Halloween, I had a psychic medium on talking about ghosts. So, some, but anyway, um, safetyphd.com. Send
0: me send me the link to that. The. Uh... A lot of it's like, you just got to get on on radar. Like, uh, I'll say TJ episode number 23. Is that the one where you went through to try to buy Reese his, uh, his <laughs> golden yeah. retriever mug?
3: Ep- yeah. Episode 23.
0: Yeah. That was a brilliant episode. I mean, if you guys got a a really good, you know, it, I know it not, we don't all hit home runs all the time, but in the rare instance, we hit a real, a home run and make a really good podcast or John just makes one in general. You know, let me know. <laughs> just let me know when you got that. So, all right. Uh, TJ, where can people find you? You can go to tjmartnell.com and
3: my weekly podcast is soundcloud.com slash Okay.
0: And I'm a couple of days behind on your podcast. Um, you, you came out with The Redeemers? Yeah.
3: So my new book, it's the prequel to The Stringer um, Trilogy, which I also haven't finished, but um, I would start with The Stringers itself. You can get it on Amazon and then there's the sequel, The Informers, and then you can uh, read The Redeemers.
0: Okay, cool. Any of those in audiobook for those of us that are smart and don't like to read? Or are these going to be made into movies so we never have to read? Yeah, uh, no audio book <laughs> right now. So,
3: Cappy, did you actually – speaking of movies, did you ever watch Dr. Strangelove? No, I
0: haven't because it's been easy. <laughs> oh, and, and, and you know what? Look, you guys – look. I got a to-do list, all right? It's wrong. I have to put the food on the table and pay the bills. Now, if someone wants to bump that up and actually put some financial yeah. – uh, I'm getting paid hundreds of dollars to read books right now. And I, I got um, oh, there's some other book I got to read and do a book report on. I don't know how I got into this. So if you guys want me to read it, you want me to do anything, you got to pay, all right? I'm book solid. I've even had to um, – But you watched Infinity War. Infinity Wars is great. For
3: free, no. you watch that movie, but you will not watch Dr. Strange Level. Please,
0: please. I wanted to watch Infinity Wars. You get a C. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh.
1: wow.
0: Wow. Well, it's a better score than what Doc got today. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just, all right. Look, if I get around to it, I will. Uh, but I've had to, I, I know you guys all think it's the Aaron Clary show here. Once I hang up, I go and jerk off the porn and go to a circus or something. Uh, but no, I got, it, it's a lot of work that even uh, recently I've had to start forcing myself to play an hour of video games a day to unplug and relax. And um, I don't know. It's kind of like when your mom says, you really ought to do this. The last thing you want to do is do that. And it's not I'm questioning you guys' judgment. I mean, heck, I, all my audience was like, we well, haven't seen it. Like, oh, I, I, I also wanna
3: I almost want to start a Patreon account or some sort of fundraiser that if I can get people to to donate up to 150 bucks, you'll watch the movie.
0: Okay, you get a hundred you, you, you don't even have to set it up. <clears throat> I got Patreon, I got I got the super chats, I got whatever. You can contact me at Asshole Consult. If somebody wants to throw in the money to get me off my ass to watch it, you know who that's gonna piss off though? You know what's oh god, it would almost be worth the money just to do it. Um uh the the great one himself
3: I knew you were gonna say
0: that. He I <laughs> If you guys ever want to listen to something that, that's out there, and I won't lie to you, it's very angry, but that's kind of why I like it. Uh, cynical Libertarian Society, com. Just listen to his podcast. He's, he's kind of like uh, Art Bell, but angrier and, and really more yeah. angry, which is good. Yeah. Um, but he is, you know, take TJ's appallment of me not watching uh, <laughs> Dr. Strangelove and multiply it times 10. And he, he, he's like almost not going to be my friend over this. And the fact that I liked Infinity Wars <laughs> did a whole podcast. Eric Claire was crazy like Infinity Wars. What the hell's wrong with him? He hasn't watched Doctor Strangelove, though. And he's also wrong about Alien. Alien is the best movie ever. It's all <laughs> crazy. And- <laughs> So, um, yeah, listen, li- I think it's his latest one that he did. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That, was, that, was, that episode
3: was, particular- was hilarious.
0: You, you'd think he's more pissed off I haven't seen Dr. Strangelove than that the Democrats won the House. My God. He is <laughs> <laughs> he's real pissed. Yes, uh, but, uh, yeah, if he found out that I got paid 150 bucks that I got the money to roll in, that would that would make him even more upset than <laughs> I, I, I haven't
2: watched I it. love it.
0: Or, or if you bought a camera without consulting him. Oh yeah, that that was—he got pissed off about that too. We got, you know what? <clears throat> okay, here it is, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Older Brother podcast. If you all chip in three dollars, it, it would be worth. This is a practical joke we can pay, play on this guy. You're going to piss off an unknown person that you really don't know unless you've tuned into his podcast. So for your money, you can randomly upset somebody. And I think that that kind of epitomizes me.
1: And Aaron will play the audio clip.
0: I, I, oh God, I I will have him on if 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 we get enough people to pay me 150 bucks to watch that movie and then I have them on and I don't tell them like, I don't, I just have them on random. I say, Hey, great one. Like, yeah. What is it? Uh, I got something to confess to you. And I like, yeah, what? what? Uh, so, you know, how I gotta never watch it. Yeah. Well, finally people put a fundraiser together for me to pay. I just want to <laughs> let you know I was paid an egregious sum of money to, to watch a movie. And, and so now it's not even, I'm getting paid to do something I don't like I, a movie I could kind of like I could enjoy that. But, you know, it's not reading books no more. I'm getting paid to watch movies and then just get pissed. Oh, it'd be great. That'd be worth it. That's what I want for Christmas, boys and girls. <laughs> I'll do your shopping on my Amazon affiliate program. And I want to I be paid egregious sums of money to watch this movie. Sounds
2: All right. Like I a guess plan.
0: All right. Let's make sure the super chats are done. All right. Cool. Uh, John, where can we find you?
1: uh john underscore steel 99 on twitter is the best place on youtube john Steele's show uh, i just want to say one last thing uh cappy's uh post on uh, monday he put out was really good the role stupid people should play in society uh he had a quote that i just had to repeat on my uh twitter feed quote not everybody is going to appreciate a good victor borgia uh, skit over a margaret chow tampon joke very good aaron Love yes, that. that
0: that was. I, I appreciate. Like Doc, <clears throat> read an article I wrote about the um, how the government outsourced socialism. Like basically Mondays, I i I'll, I'll put together really good pieces, or at least I try to every week. And they take effort. I mean, they take no, that they one.
2: Do. They're very well put together. Yeah, yeah. The well.
0: the the one on stupid people, the role stupid people should play in society. That took five hours, and and it's hit and miss. Like I'll put my heart and soul into it, and like three people will read it. I'm like, really. And then I'll, I'll tweet something of a, of a feminist who looks fat compared to a hot chick, and They'll get all the retweets and traffic in the world. But here's like this deep philosophical post and it's like birds chirping. Uh,
1: uh it's really good. Cause I, cause some of your pieces are really good. And some of them are, you know, yeah, uh, I <laughs> this one I really, really enjoyed. So everybody's listening to having checked it out. It's a good read.
0: <laughs> and, and I even, here's how much faith I had in it. It's, I had so much faith in, in in it as a quality post. I read it and put it up on YouTube. So if you don't like reading, which I totally understand, you can go to YouTube and just listen to it. Just look for the role stupid people should play in society, and it's there.
1: No excuse, then.
0: No excuse, then. So, All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll see you next week.